The madman has done it. Donald Trump has ordered the initial process to defund several cities, New York and other cities he's called anarchist cities. And when I first saw this, my, my initial reaction was just I bust out laughing because it's such like a bold move to take against a lot of these cities that are either not prosecuting the far left extremists who are burning everything down or defunding their police and then allowing people to go and burn everything down. And I was mentioning this a while ago. I don't live in New York. Why do I got to pay taxes to the federal government to then give money to New York when they're letting their, their, their whole city just rot and fester? I'm not okay with that. So when he did this, I started laughing, but I started thinking about it. It, it, it makes sense. If they're not going to pay the bills, if they're going to defund cops and everything's going to you know, fall into disarray, then there should be a review of federal funding if that's the case, because that's their choice, not anybody else's. Now, I, I do think it's a bold move because it depends on where the federal funding goes. And it's a, I'm assuming it's a lot of different grants, including policing and, and police resources. So this is uh, Trump, man. We got a bunch of other stories, too, though. Uh, Chicago, uh, uh, there's calls. Uh, aldermen are calling in. I'm sorry. Aldermen want to call in the National Guard, but I should clarify, it probably won't happen. But there's an FBI tip about some gang violence. And ha- me having family in Chicago, I've actually heard about this quite a bit. And it's getting serious. We also have in D.C., somebody got shot and it was by a cop, I guess. And now there's riots erupting. So I think it's fair to say at this point, any shooting by any cop anywhere for any. OK, no, I take that back. I was going to say any reason, but it seems like there are many circumstances where if a cop does anything, it's going to result in riots. And then you're going to get presidential candidates like Joe Biden saying you should be charged. So there's this viral video coming out of I think I think it's somewhere in Los Angeles where a cop pull a, a guy crashes his car. He's all drunk and the cop just lets him go, apparently. And it's like a huge scandal. And a lot of people have said, well, yeah, what if he tried detaining the guy and the guy died because he was too drunk? Then they'd be like, arrest the cops. So the cop's like, I don't know, I'll take an administrative write up over national press attention and mass rioting. But the reason Donald Trump is the first one we're going to cover is Donald Trump defunding New York City and other anarchist cities. And there's one big reason why he's doing it, and it is Antifa. So we're lucky today to be joined by Drew Hernandez, who has covered and I guess successfully infiltrated Antifa. Is that, is that correct, Drew? Yeah, Tim, thanks for having me. Man. Yeah, for sure, man. So a lot of the videos, a lot of the breaking news that's come out from all these different cities, it's you. You've been, you've been getting some of the biggest scoops just being there on the ground filming it. But I guess I didn't know this. You've actually hung out with a lot of these people. You've talked to them. You've been in vehicles with them. You consider that like infiltration or is it just is it doesn't have to be so uh, um, grandiose? Yeah, I've got inside. I've uh, actually picked up some intel on them. Um, I've Ooh. caught them on camera. Uh, like infrared um, doxing residents uh, in Portland. Whoa. So I've a lot of the nature of my work is undercover. A lot of people don't understand that, and they kind of like are like, "Oh, why, why do, why do you uh, like fear monger when you post something on Twitter?" I'm like, because this is this is real stuff, you know. Like when you when you see what they're doing behind the curtain, um, there's a reason why they've been designated as domestic terrorists. Or being investigated as acts of. It's a really weird yeah. legal circumstance. Mm-hmm. Was it you who, there, somebody put out a video where like Antifa gave them a, a paint balloon? That wasn't you, was it? That was Kalen. Kalen. Yeah, they, they literally gave him, it wasn't a balloon, it was a, a softball sized light bulb. Oh, Filled wow. with paint. And then they like seal it again. They and seal it and they throw it in the face of the people. target so they can, uh, you know, do their dirty work to discombobulate them, to blind them. Well, we got a big breaking story and I think we've got the inside scoop. 
I've, I'm, I'm a few years out of the game. I haven't gone down since I think I think 2018 was probably the last time I was actually down yeah. covering Antifa stuff because they recognized me. Mm-hmm. And so it just yep. became – I'd go down there and they'd be like – they'd point at me and I'd be like, ah, I can't do this anymore, you know. Yep. But we got you here and you've infiltrated, so we'll talk about it. Yep. But the first story, of course, is the defunding of the anarchist cities. So before we get started, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button and uh, join the comments. Join the super chats. We're live Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. And uh, yeah, let's read this first story because this is breaking just just about in the past hour. Check this out. Trump orders review to defund NYC other anarchist cities. And I find the title interesting. He orders a review because right away that sounds that that's actually, that actually sounds pretty good. You don't want to just be like, we're taking all your money away because what if there's money for like orphans? Mm-hmm. You know, I probably well, hold on. Like the orphans shouldn't suffer because the city's defunding their police. But if it is towards certain programs that aren't, you know, someone's immediate health care or something, then maybe it makes sense. But then in the story, they actually say he's just ordering them to do it. So here we go. They say President Trump is ordering the federal government to begin the process of defunding New York City and three other cities where officials allowed lawless protests and cut police budgets amid rising violent crime. The Post can exclusively reveal Trump on Wednesday signed a five page memo ordering all federal agencies to send reports to the White House Office of Management and Budget that detail funds that can be redirected. New York City, Washington, D.C., Seattle, and Portland are initial targets as Trump makes law and order a centerpiece of his re-election campaign after months of unrest and violence following the May killing of George Floyd. Quote, my administration will not allow federal tax dollars to fund cities that allow themselves to deteriorate into lawless zones, Trump says in the memo, which twice mentions New York Mayor Bill de Blasio by name. Good. Excellent. Are you, where are you from, Drew? I'm from California. All right. So, but you, you, have you spent time in New York at all? Um, I've done reporting in New York, and when I did, interestingly, um, when the whole painting, the BLM mural on the floor, was happening, yeah. I was there that night, and someone was going to do it again, right? Like some like some sm- patriots. They were they had all their paint cans. They were ready they to, to smear do it. it. They were going to do it. They were going to smear it. Uh, but NYPD, one of the officers came, uh, officers came up and were like, hey, what are you doing? You can't do this. They confiscated it. And then I actually questioned the officer. I was like, "Interesting. where are you, where are you getting uh, your orders from? And he's like, it's coming from the top. I was like, de Blasio? Is he, is, 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 so, and I said, you mean to tell me that Black Lives Matter could riot, loot, vandalize New York, but patriots can't do the same thing? And he's like, well, my orders aren't coming from me. They're coming from the top. I was like, de Blasio? And he said, yes. Interesting. Wow. That's on video. But think about it. Yeah. I mean, there was mass looting in New York. Mm-hmm. They defunded their police. They got rid of the plainclothes unit. Mm-hmm. Crime, viol- uh, lethal crime, I should say, specifically started to skyrocket because petty crime is going down. But lethal crime, shootings, we had that horrifying video. I don't know if you saw it where the dude was walking with his four-year-old daughter mm-hmm. and then a car just pulls up and goes bang yep. and kills him. Mm-hmm. And this guy's got the nerve to be like, where should, which, where should, we, where, where should we allocate our funds? Let's paint Black Lives Matter in front of Trump Tower because Trump sucks. Yeah. And then they have 27 cops guarding that mural. Dude, and I, I can't believe the cops are doing when, it. When I was in New York reporting that weekend, there was, a, like, I think a week or two before, the one-year-old little black baby was, was caught in the crossfire and was shot and killed. Wow. So I went to uh, defend the blue gathering, right? And, you know, all the SJWs, they all showed up to counter-protest. And they were literally chanting, you know, some of the defend the blue guys were like, what about the baby? What, what about his life? He's black. What about him? And the counter-protesters, all the Black Lives Matter people were like, shut up about the baby thing already. Wow. I'm not surprised. This is all on camera, you know? Yeah, so yeah, if people yeah, don't yeah, believe me, I document this stuff so people can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not only hypocritical, it's evil, bro. Like, what do you mean shut up about the baby? And and 
at Lives Matter Show yeah. on Twitter. Because on Twitter. No, normally I pull up all the citations, but mm-hmm. everything you say, you post videos of it, you're it's on Twitter. It's all, yeah. I'll cite everything that's video documented. So let's, uh, it, it, was a, it was a nice little uh, sidestep to rag on de Blasio a little bit. Let's, let's, let's keep reading and see what's going on. Got it. They say, quote, to ensure that federal funds are neither unduly wasted nor spent in a manner that directly violates our government's promise to protect life, liberty, and property, it is imperative that the federal government review the use of federal funds by jurisdictions that permit anarchy, violence, and destruction in America's cities. I love that. Permit anarchy. Yes. It's like, it's not really anarchy if you're allowing it to happen. It's just, you're not enforcing the law. I guess you can call it permitting anarchy. It's a funny way to frame it, phrase it. (laughs) Federal agencies must detail all federal funds provided to Seattle, Portland, New York, and D.C. Also, within 14 days, Attorney General Bill Barr must develop a list of anarchist jurisdictions that permit violence and the destruction of property to persist and have refused to undertake reasonable measures to restore order. The memo does not require Barr to include the four cities, possibly for legal reasons. The memo instructs White House Budget Director Russ Vaught to issue guidance in 30 days from Wednesday to the heads of agencies on restricting eligibility of or otherwise disfavoring to the maximum extent permitted by law anarchist jurisdictions in the receipt of federal grants. The amount of money impacted by Trump's order could be massive. New York City, for example, gets about $7 billion a year in federal aid. New York is named because of a crime wave as officials cut police funds. The city had a 177% spike in shootings in July compared to last year. The city council approved a uh, a budget in July that cuts $1 billion from the NYPD's $6 billion budget and eliminates $537 million in capital spending. The memo says that in New York City, city officials have allowed violence to spike. In light of this unconscionable rise in violence, I have offered to provide federal law enforcement assistance, but both Mayor de Blasio and Governor Andrew Cuomo have rejected my offer. And that's true. Mm -hmm. While violence has surged, arrests have plummeted. In a 28-day period during the months of June and July, New York City arrests were down 62% from the same period in in 2019. Amidst the rising violence, Mayor Bill de Blasio and New York City Council agreed to cut $1 billion from the New York Police Department uh, from their budget, including by canceling the hiring of 1,163 officers. The memo also cites NYPD Commissioner Dermot Shea's June disbandment of plainclothes units. Police officials have cited this decision as a factor contributing to the rise in violence. The document knocks the performance of Democratic mayors in each city, as well as state leaders. Quote, as a result of these state and local government policies, persistent and outrageous acts of violence and destruction have continued unabated in many of America's cities, such as Portland, Seattle, New York, and, and New York, the memo says. In D.C., Mayor, Mayor Muriel Bowser allowed rioters and anarchists to engage in violence and destruction in late May and early June, requiring me to call in the National Guard to maintain law and order in the nation's capital. The memo in, in, works, uh, in the works for weeks does not directly reference, reference activists confronting guests of Trump's RNC speech as they left the White House, probably because it was being put together a while ago. This is, this is fairly long, so I'll just read the conclusion. They say a senior administration official told The Post taxpayers shouldn't foot the bill for local politicians' dereliction of duty. And President Trump is ensuring taxpayer dollars are not wasted by lawless mayors. The list of cities and possibly states will be updated periodically with input from the Justice Department, the official said. And federal agencies will be directed to revise grant conditions when applicable to upload, uphold the rule of law. The official said Portland, the smallest city on the list, got more than $252 million in federal funds in fiscal 2019, including for police operations. Well, you've, uh, you've been on the ground in many of these cities, right? Oh, let me highlight this real quick. That, yeah. la- that last sentence 
the official said Portland, the smallest city on the list, got more than 252 million federal funds in fiscal 2019. At the press conference the other day, the police chief in Portland made it very clear that they are being exhausted of their resources. That's questionable. How is how is it that they're receiving two hundred and fifty two million dollars, but the police bureau in Portland is being exhausted of their resources? I don't I don't blame the police. I don't blame the police chief, Ted Wheeler, these governors that are in positions of power that designate and delegate this kind of money. It doesn't add up. This is why the investigation is taking place. Because and I've said this on I've said this on air, different podcasts, Tim. People have asked me and they've questioned me, Drew. So what do you what do you think we do? Uh, what, what what's the answer to this? And I'm like, investigations need to take place. Are you are saying that someone's taking that money? No, I believe that there are elected officials that are working with Antifa, working with different organizations in these cities. That's why they're labeling them as anarchists and somehow dishing money to fund these people. Well, that, that's but you think that? I'm almost positive. We'll pull the story up. Yeah. Quote: I am Antifa. Could be Portland's next mayor. Okay, well. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure there it is. Dude, I think you're right. The, uh, the city councilman in Seattle led the protesters to the homes of other politicians and the mayor herself. It was, it was a city councilman, other council members' homes, and the mayor. And they all got really, really mad about it. Yeah, there are politicians that actively well, work with. The funding thing, I don't know because you, it's, it's not expensive to be a... Um, I don't know, a destructive moron running around smashing things. It's actually quite cheap. Yeah. You find a rock, you throw it. That's what mm-hmm. they do. Mm-hmm. You know, as for politicians actively being engaged in this behavior, quite literally, yes. Yes. You know, we, we watch it happen all the time. Yeah. So, but but I, I will point out, as it, as it goes with the $252 million, I mean, the Portland police have been at, what, every single night for three months? That's a lot of overtime. It's a lot of medical bills, equipment, all that stuff. Yeah. I got to imagine that's expensive. Yeah, exactly. I don't know about $252 million, though. That's what I'm saying, man. They they are exhausted. I have families uh, of the PPB uh, that reach out to me. They're, they're, you know, families of police officers. The horror stories are insane. Like what? Give us some. What's going on? One family reached out to me and let me know that um, their family, a police officer's family, was doxxed. And that can only happen um, if an elected official or some insiders in the government release this is private information you can't get police officers home addresses or anything like that and antifa has showed up to their house and threatened their children in their front yard are, and, are these are these the like the um tactical officers who come out for the riots uh no these are these are stationed in portland not There's dhs like, like, not i mean not that's, that's what i mean though so like when the when the riot cops come out they don't have do they have badge numbers and badges or their I names think sometimes they do i'm not quite too sure because sometimes if, they do cover them because if, if, if it, right, I know that with the feds that came out, they had identifiers, yeah. like, you know, NZ1 was one of them. I think it was NZ1 or something like that. That, you can't dox. But if I, if, if I see your name mm-hmm. and I see your badge number, then it's going to be really easy to find out everything about you. Yeah. Everything. So that's why I'm curious. Like a lot, I think I, this specific family isn't actually on the lines. They're not doing riot work. Yeah, they're not doing riot work. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I got to tell you, man, the way Ted Wheeler acts... And the way he look, the the attorney general in Oregon sued to defend the rioters. Yeah, and the Portland DA is friends with Antifa, right? Well, he did an interview apparently. Like, so 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 somebody somebody tweeted out that the DA himself is is like a far left guy who's friends with these people mm-hmm. because he had done an interview where he mentioned that once he's elected, he's gonna totally you know 
what do they call it? Restorative justice or whatever. And what does that mean? Restorative justice? It could mean anything these days. It's just whatever their definition is. It could be restorative justice according to an anarchist or a communist. That's a whole nother definition. So you got to kind of know in context what these people are talking about. Well, what they said, and I think this was the Veritas videos, the Mm -hmm. undercover videos from the Bernie Sanders staffers. It's sending people to a gulag to break rocks so they learn what it means to do hard work. There you go. It's funny because these people haven't done a hard day's work in their lives. Mm -hmm. Most of these people, I I, I don't know. Tell me if you think I'm wrong. I don't think many of these Antifa people have lifted a heavy object in their life. I'm I'm exaggerating a little bit, but you know what I'm trying to say, right? What's your opinion on that? I mean, a lot of these people, they're just a lot of soy boys, you know, like I'm not, (laughs) I'm not, that's not derogatory. I'm being honest. Uh, Every now and then I'll see uh, an Antifa dude out there that is kind of fit. But they they are bold in their numbers. Like uh, some exactly some police officers uh, that I've talked to, um, they've told me anytime they get arrested, like these kids are just so bold on the street. They're just in their face. They're cussing. They're going insane. But when they get arrested, when they're with the police, just zip. They're like these well, nice hold, little wait. church kids. We got We got to talk about this. But I do want to make. I do want to do. I want to talk. I ask you a couple more questions about the if funding. That exists, if that exists, we got. We got a really funny story to talk about in terms of Antifa curling up into a fetal fetal position yes. and crying their eyes out. But 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 I do want to ask you. Uh, how many how many cities have you been to so far with all the rioting from Antifa? Man, uh, all of them. Kenosha, Seattle, Chaz, um, New York, uh, D.C. Some stuff. The big in LA. The, the big yeah, ones. The big ones. The big, the big ones, ones that that Trump's talking about. Yep. Do you think that, like, is Trump right to say that the the cities, the governments are kind of allowing this or exacerbating it or just not doing their jobs? Oh, 100%, especially in Portland. Um, I mean, for sure. 100%, because the police are trained. They're trained to be able to put a stop to all of this stuff. But their hands are tied. They're ordered not to use the kind of excessive force that they're trained to use against anarchy. Whoa, 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 hold on. Excessive force? Mm Mm-hmm. They're trained to use appropriate force, and they're yeah. told they can't use mm-hmm. appropriate force. Yeah, yeah. The excessive force thing, I think, you know, that's 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 Antifa will argue that any force against them is excessive. But like, dude, if you're throwing Molotovs, Molotov cocktails, and a dude, cop pushes you, and then you're you're you're, you're you know, cementing the police precinct door with people inside of it. Yeah, and that throwing was, Molotov cocktails, and you know, the police are going to have to use. That was Seattle, right? Yeah, that was Seattle, man. The mayor of Portland said that they were trying to kill people. That's when they, they barricaded the, the back and the front of the, the I think, it was, I don't know which Dude, they're trying person. to kill him. They were literally lighting the base of his condo <laughs> on fire the other night. He's, he's moved. Dude. He yeah. apologized to the residences around. Did you guys yeah, see that? Yeah, yeah, he's he like, I'm so sorry. This has nothing to do with you guys, uh, you know, or politics or anything. I'm like, what are you talking about? These are your constituents. You were elected to protect these people. He could, he could have him. He's a police commissioner, isn't he? Yep. Can he just have him arrested? Yep. Well, I guess the problem is the DA. Yep. You so know, you know what you know what mistake he made though. You know what, what he, he said in the press conference a couple of days ago oh, when he was yeah. coming down on Trump. He said, "I would something to, around the lines of I would die for a Trump supporter to be able to protest peacefully in front of my house." Those are some fighting words. For wow. Yeah, wow. You know the Proud Boys are heading Those up Those are Portland. some fighting words. I remember that. You, you, yeah. you hear the Proud Boys are heading up there. Mm-hmm. Was it September twenty sixth? I think twenty fourth, somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah. I think it's a bad idea. Yeah. I respect people's rights to peacefully protest, so far be it for me to tell anybody what they can or can't do, but it's going to be, they're going to get probably a million hours of footage mm-hmm. of right-wing Boy. extremists. Yeah. Every angle. There'll be like, a dude will, it's, it's like the Ryan Long joke where, uh, I don't know, have you ever seen Ryan Long's comedy videos? 
Uh, I've seen a couple. He did one where it's how do you sell footage to Fox and CNN? Uh-huh. And one of his jokes is that he accidentally sent footage of young black men picking up garbage <laughs> to Fox News. And they're like, what are we supposed to do with this? And he goes, oh, you can play it backwards. It looks like they're littering. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a great joke. He's hilarious. But that's the kind of stuff. I mean, it's, it's a joke. But yeah, you'll get a video of one of these proud boys like flicking a cigarette into a trash bin and then they'll freeze frame it with his middle finger up saying he's flicking off residents. You know what I mean? They'll mm-hmm. just like, they'll go mm-hmm. nuts with it. Yeah. But hey man, people have a right to peacefully protest. I just think Antifa's going to show up, start a fight, and then the journalists are not going to be aiming the cameras at Antifa. Yep. They're going to be aiming the cameras at the Proud Boys. Yeah, they have their own designated media, the streamers, they're all designated. You know, they claim yep. to be centrists, they claim to be down the middle, but they're, they're not. They're, they're not. absolutely not. When absolutely I not. When I used to do live streaming like when i first started doing streaming back at occupy wall street Mm -hmm. i got physically threatened they came up to me and they said from now on you only film the police you don't film what we do and i said i'm gonna film everybody and they were like if you do that we will stop you and And that and that's the moment tim pool became a right-wing extremist (laughs) i mean the funny thing is Yeah, sure. <laughs> but, but, but no, but so this is 2011. Yeah. Oh, These, no, not, yeah. The, the core of the activists at Occupy Wall Street opposed what, what, what people were just referring to as the black bloc extremists mm-hmm. or the black, black bloc anarchists. There were a handful of them that had influence in, in the protests, but mm-hmm. most people were like, Tim, we love what you do. Keep doing it. Don't stop. And it was really interesting to see then when I went to the deplorable when Trump got elected. Some people walked up to me and they were wearing MAGA hats and they were like, hey, we're big fans. We've been big fans since Occupy Wall Street. And I was like, since Occupy Wall Street, like, but you're here to Trump deplorable, like you're wearing MAGA hats. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to be big, you know, uh, Democrats and support mm-hmm. Bernie. And now we're voting for Trump and all that stuff. And I, I saw a lot of that. The people, a lot of the people that I met back in the day who were active with Occupy Wall Street, not all of them, just a, a, a decent amount always hated the violence, the violence. It undermined what they were trying to do because they had a pop, they, like, you know, taking that space and getting the press attention they did was helping them. And then as soon as the violent people came in and started smashing things and attacking people, it undermined what they were trying to accomplish. Yeah. Now I see a lot of those people are voting for Trump. Yeah. And and the crazy thing is, man, I, I have a friend and I love it when when the left thinks it's always a lie, like it's being made up. And I'm like, dude, what, what's the why would I tell these stories Just make them up? It's the stupidest thing ever. I met, I met someone at, at in Ferguson mm-hmm. at a Black Lives Matter protest, hated Trump, 2016, hated Trump, 2017, hated Trump. 2018, 2019, hated Trump. 2020, loves Trump. Wow. Yeah, and you know it's the, it's the human trafficking issue because mm-hmm. like you get the marshals announcing they're 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 catching these these criminals and yeah. saving these kids, and a lot of people are saying I don't care about anything else. Trump, you know, he's sending out the feds and they're 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 catching these traffickers and the, like the arrests are going way up. But anyway, yeah. Have you? Uh, we'll, we'll we'll jump over to the crying baby uh, cry baby antifas in the fetal position, but but notice people. I don't think you realize, Tim, what you mean, what you mean to a lot of people, you know, I'm just, dude, especially after when you were on with Rogan and Jack Dorsey and and that, I I don't think you realized him. And and I know you want to be humble about it, but that, 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 that podcast, bro, like I felt like I was watching like the UFC. (laughs) I know I'm I'm being dead serious. I'm being like, I, Joe Rogan's right there commentating and, and, I felt like I was watching the UFC. Like there are so many things that people have been wanting to say that you said. And I just, I just want to let you know, man, like you mean so much to the culture right now. It's, it's, it, you literally, bro, you're like, you were like, it was like Zelda, right? It was literally Zelda? like Zelda, bro. Like you, like the final boss of the game. Like you're, you're <laughs> going, you're going one-on-one with Ganondorf, right? And like, yeah. you're like the hero of time. 
That's a, it's a, it's a crazy you, you story. You are man. the hero of time, bro. Tim Pool All right. is the All hero right. of time. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. So many people, left and right, they they because of that, they love you because of that, man. I appreciate that. You know, it's crazy. It's, it, it is a crazy story. It all came together. I think I think Joe had this long plan that I had no idea what was going on. Like he knew he knew what, his, what, his, what he was planning on doing. He was putting the pieces together. I didn't until one, until like at the last minute. He's like, hey, bro, you want to come on? And I was like, <laughs> I told him I, I, I literally said to him, I was like, bro, I'm like a baby bird. And that's you're kicking me out trying to see if I can fly, man. Yep. I don't know if I, I literally said that. I'm like, well, you flew, bro. And yeah. And, and you so flew, you soared, bro. That's right. I, I just I'm, look, I was like. <laughs> I just do my thing, right? So you you can say this stuff. I'm I just sit in a room and I I yell at a camera all day. So, I just, yeah. you know, I just do my thing. So my favorite part about that was that Tim did not graduate high school and he was up against the single best lawyer that money can buy yep. and he pretty much owned her and was it was she? fantastic. That, that's, that's a compliment for Are her. Are you kidding? The Twitter lawyer? Seriously. That's what I'm yeah. saying. That what that what that interview meant to a lot of people, you just Maybe you're not even aware of how much probably that not people man because I'm just sitting in a room and I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them what for you know what I mean yeah and, and that I was just epic but but I mean even after that there were things that uh, <laughs> I was like I forgot to bring this up I forgot to bring this up I forgot to bring this up it and was sufficient man I'm yeah. telling you it was like watching UFC Joe Rogan's right there commentating it's perfect I was rooting you on yeah. he's got to do <laughs> millions of people were as well I that think day. that beer I think he's got to do uh, I think Joe should do more of these crossfire style yeah. you know shows yeah. Cause uh, it, I mean, it used to be a big thing on uh, who 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 did the CNN was it CNN or Fox News? Crossfire. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was CNN. You you, you know what the Crossfire was? Yeah. They got rid of it, but it was like a liberal conservative, and they would like talk. That's great. Yeah, yeah. It was probably it was a really good idea, and John Stewart like ragged on it anyway. But anyway, anyway, let's talk about Crybaby Antifa. Yes. Let's do it. So so the first thing I want to ask you is, uh, you have been on the ground covering stuff. I can imagine you've been threatened by Antifa. Yep. They talk big game, right? Physically assaulted, threatened called all kinds of stuff a white supremacist the list goes on Even you're one hispanic last name ends with a z uh just huh. try and wrap your mind around that one guys yeah man so 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 they, they talk big game <laughs> they talk but big uh game. uh you were saying earlier that when they get arrested all of a sudden that's what police have told me is it but are they saying they just clam up and like quiet up because they know they need lawyers they're they're, they're just this is how it was described to me they're just nice little kids very polite not 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 chanting the vile chants anymore. Just very nice, very polite. That's so weird. And they man. just they just walk right out when they're when they're let out. That's so weird. Well, that's how it was. No, because 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 I like this story better. Check this out. This is from the New York Post. Antifa <laughs> yes. commander with flamethrower <laughs> burst into tears during arrest. Cops say. I love everything about this. <laughs> This is so the insane. The flamethrower, the what? tears, Why the commander. It? He's got a flamethrower. <laughs> He's called Commander Red. Dude, this oh, is man. This is this, how old is this guy? He's twenty three. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was, I was like, <laughs> how old? I think I was like seven years old, and there was a Nintendo game called Mighty Bomb Jack. Yeah, and I took a garbage bag as a little kid, and I was jumping up and down, and I jumped off the, my bed, and I slammed my leg on the on the bedpost, and I started screaming and crying. That's oh. exactly what this is. <laughs> but I was like seven when that happened. It's a true story, mind you. My mom will attest to this. They do this. I, I have so many clips, and 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 I and I do this a lot, and this is probably why they want to kill me. But <laughs> You're I, laughing I, about it. I put little. I put little. Uh, you know, I compile. clips clips back to back to back of just Antifa getting, super cut just getting pwned yes. by police, dude. <laughs> yes. you know and it just just totally screaming dude. squealing crying and it's just but a lot of people don't understand like when you see the footage of police tear gassing or using you know non-lethal munitions 
they always post that, but they never post the beginning. Exactly. Where they're antagonizing police sometimes for hours. And you know this. I'm not, I, you already know this, but, oh, no, but people, I've, tell, yeah, yeah. people that are listening, they will antagonize for hours, hours, just all kinds of vile obscenities. They'll racist stuff. Racist, yeah, racist, dude. throwing Molotov cocktails. Yeah. They bait them, they bait them, they bait them, and then the police come out and respond, and that's what Antifa will post. I've, I've, I've seen some stuff from cops that is absolutely objectionable. Yeah. I have seen uh, instances where in, in Ferguson, a cop walked right up and just, out of, there was no conflict, there was no fighting, and just one cop just threw a flashbang at a bunch of random people, and that oh. sparked chaos. Yeah. There's that, that incident in uh, Oakland back during the Occupy era where... This dude got shot in the head with, I think it was a beanbag or a tear gas canister, and it gave him brain damage, mm -hmm. and he fell down. And when people ran in to try and help him, a cop chucked a flashbang into the crowd of people. Mm. Oh, Cops aren't perfect. No, they're not. They're however, human beings. However, what, what people need to understand about a lot of these clips is that, yes... I think reform is a good thing. I think those cops should be held accountable. Yep. And we need to absolutely have a review of the use of force because we're, we're entrusting these, these, these people who go out there to do the right thing yep. and to try and keep us safe. But what they don't tell you is that oftentimes these people go out with great intentions, the cops, and then some Antifa will walk up to a, a black cop and start screaming every possible racial slur they can think of. Yep. Dude, the, I don't know if you, if you saw the video from the I Portland Ice mm -hmm. where a bunch of white dudes were screaming just, man... Some of these racial slurs yeah. that they were screaming at these guys mm -hmm. and bravo to these cops who kept their cool, did their job and did the right thing. See, but, but I, this I, is why, like you said earlier, just so people can connect the dots. This is why they'll come out and say, you don't film us, only cops. Exactly. That's exactly why. Yep. Yeah, dude. There was, there was another, another, a recent viral video of this Antifa woman screaming at a black woman of like racist stuff about mm -hmm. white supremacy. And then some guy very calmly says to this screeching white woman, you're screaming at a black woman. Don't you think there's something wrong with that? And her eyes are like yeah. bugged out. And she's like, no, I'm the only one who can speak because I'm white. Demoralized. I, I, this, is, this, is, this is crazy. Right. We, we definitely got to talk about Commander Red. I'm not, I'm not forgetting Commander Red, okay? <laughs> We're going to talk Mr. about Flamethrower Commander there. Red. Yeah, yes. he, he gave so himself cool. a code name and all that stuff. Oh, man. Red but Wing Leader. Think about what it means <laughs> when you have a white woman screaming, I'm the only one or things to that effect. Mm -hmm. these, these are white progressives who are being told by avowed racists like the Robin D'Angelo and White Fragility that here's what you need to do. Have a white racial awakening and form a white collective to improve the betterment of the poor minorities. Wow. That's their message, dude. Yeah. That, that, I'm like, what's, what's the difference between that and like, I don't know, like white supremacists? <laughs> You're going to go out and claim that you are the one who has to do everything because you are the white person with privilege. Yeah, it just sounds like good old white supremacy to me. Extra yeah. steps. I mean, yeah, with extra steps. You guys have seen the the ex KJB, right? Yuri yeah, Bernard, yeah. Oh, right? yeah. We get everybody, Everyone tells dude. Us, like that. Yeah. We're living that right now. Totally. You know, yeah. The first step of subversion, right? Demoralization. That's already completed. Yeah. We're, we're in the process right now of destabilization, and I think uh, panic right now and crisis. Yeah. That's what he taught. And right now, I mean, that was decades ago. But the first thing, two things to go during subversion was religion and education those are the two things that education's get gone that's oh, yeah. where we are and there's multiple media all that stuff but right now i think we are definitely I, living through that 100 percent. i just had a really horrifying thought oh no let's hear it the see you see this guy right here look at those eyes 
This, uh -huh. this is Commander Red. Okay, there oh, he is. Oh, my sweet summer The horrifying child. thought was like, we're sitting here laughing, and we're like, look at this moron. <laughs> yeah. And then in 20 years, he's pulling the cord on the guillotine yeah. with oh, us gosh. in it. <laughs> yep. And he's got like a rugged beard, and he's all oh, ripped, man. and he's like, remember that episode? Oh, no. 126, Timcast IRL, September yeah. 2nd, 2020. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, oh, no. no. <laughs> That's yep. it. No, I wouldn't be crying. I'd be like, Bring it, call me. Spit in his face, spit. yeah. <laughs> Get my head chopped off. Yeah. Send me to heaven, I'm ready. Right, yeah. <laughs> he like looks in the basket in the, the last split second of life, I go, yeah, and I spit blood on him. Okay, that was, oh, a, little, that was a little gruesome, but let's read, let's read it. Commander Red. Yes. An Antifa leader known as Commander Red, Red was busted <laughs> carrying a flamethrower to a Wisconsin Black Lives Matter rally and dropped into the fetal position and began crying. Oh, yep. <laughs> yep. Sounds about right. Dude, I have Countless times. Yeah, man. Matthew Every Banta, 23, is known to be a violent Antifa member who incites violence and otherwise relatively peaceful <laughs> protests, oh, a criminal complaint in his Green Bay arrest record insisted, according to WBAY. He was carrying stickers and a flag for the controversial group, the name of, uh, the name of which is short for anti-fascist, along with military-grade five-minute smoke grenades, fireworks rockets, and a flamethrower. How did he get a flame? Was he? Are we, are we talking like a like one of those boring company Elon Musk flamethrowers? No, I really want to know because those ones aren't that strong. Yeah, but like, did he have a real? They say Banta was stopped at uh, stopped at being spotted with a whole bunch of white people with sticks, baseball bats, and helmets <laughs> heading like toward Antifa. a BLM <laughs> event in Green Bay. Police had the criminal complaint. The others fled when a cop blocked them with his squad car, but Banta was stopped and dropped into the fetal position and began crying. Aww. The police report said he complained that the officer got on top of him, which police denied. It's worrisome when people associated with Antifa come here to Green Bay from out of town for the purposes of committing violent acts. Green Bay Police Chief Andrew Smith told the station. At the time of Saturday's arrest, Banta was out on $10,000 cash bond after being accused of pointing a loaded gun. Wait, what? Appointing a loaded gun at a police officer, Whoa. as well as biting and kicking a cop at a protest earlier this month, the report said. A condition of his bond was that he can't have a dangerous weapon, according to the Brown oh. County District Attorney's Office. Oh, wow. I wonder why. All he why. saw was dangerous weapons. Jeez. The 23-year-old from Nina, about 40 miles south of Green Bay, was charged with obstructing an officer and two counts of felony bail jumping after Saturday's arrest, the report said. He was released late Monday on $2,500 bond. Court records show. How did this guy get released? He's they literally five hundred bucks. They literally arrested him for jumping bail. Oh my god! And they're like, let's let him go. We'll How bad it, buddy? Yeah. So what I'm saying, investigations, sir. investigations, yeah, sir. Yeah. He, as he's walking out of the police station, uh, 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 sir, one, 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 you, your flamethrower. <laughs> you almost left it behind. Oh man! And he's sir, like, oh, we thanks. apologize. We, we apologize for using force. Uh, you know, but uh, you're free to go. Here's, yeah. Yeah. Here's, here's your, all your weapons. Here's your flamethrower. Here, here's your flamethrower to use on us in the next eight like, hours. The guy we'll outside, gun, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> like the guy at the desk of the department time. pulls up a big box and he goes, "Let's see, we've got uh, one loaded Glock nine millimeter. Mm -hmm. uh, let's, what's, what's this? Oh, we got a, a flamethrower." <laughs> <laughs> That's your flamethrower and a couple cans of uh, kerosene. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if they use flamethrowers. Yeah, a couple smoke bombs mm -hmm. and uh, there you go, sir. Have a nice day. We'll see. You Here's soon. your receipt for the bill. Yep. yep. Here's what they say. Here's how it ends. They say he was one of 15 arrested at Saturday's Black Lives Matter protest that turned violent in the city and was deemed an unlawful assembly, burning buildings, hurting people, shooting, looting, vandalizing. There's absolutely no way that is a form of protest. This that's criminal behavior. Hmm. You know what this article proves? It, it proves a couple things. Look at this guy. Uh, this no. dude, he 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 doesn't. It, I'm 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 sorry, man. It doesn't look like he's he's. It doesn't look like he's lifted a heavy object in his life, mm -hmm. save the flamethrower. That is not an alpha. I don't know. 
<laughs> sure. No, it's but not. But listen, he gave himself a code name, right? Mm-hmm. He's LARPing. Yeah. But they don't realize they're actually hurting people. Yeah. Or like, the, I, I, it's crazy. You know, if you want to LARP, you go, you get one of those pool noodles from like the, the pool shop and you put a stick in it. Congratulations. You got a, you got a staff. You yeah. can, you can yeah. hit your friends. It doesn't hurt. Yep. It's very difficult to actually seriously hurt somebody with that. I guess you could fall on it or something, but this guy somehow got a flamethrower. Like who, who, how did he get a flamethrower? These guys, man, so they are funded, you know, um, it's like you said, they, it's really easy for them to crowdsource. Exactly. And even in Portland. And I was saying this earlier before we started the podcast is a lot of the locals support these guys. That was interesting. Oh, definitely. They really like when I was, uh, when I was on the ground, when they kicked, uh, that dude in the head that night, when I was reporting that entire night before they kicked him in the head, this elderly couple, and you see it in the video, they show up and I look to the side and I'm like, Hey, you guys need to get out of here. They're like, no, we're going to box him in. We're going to box him in. They get out of the car and they're like ready to beat him up. People are nuts, dude. These elderly Portland residents, they have no idea what's going on. That that's why it's like some of the some of the some of the locals have bought in to the lie and they support them. That's true. Yeah. Some some journalists have actually been documenting that and I think I need to do a better job of docu- documenting that too because that's a it's part of the story. I think you know, I was reading about civil war because there's been a, there, there've been an, an endless stream of these articles popping up over the past several years, just escalating as things get crazier and crazier. There's an article from Vox saying something like, "What would it take to convince you to change your mind on Donald Trump?" Mm-hmm. And they basically concluded that nobody will, because the tribal lines are so distinct and so far apart. There's no way to convince someone otherwise. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is, I know for a fact that these leftists are lying and are wrong. And I think many people do, but there are people who don't care. It's like, I, I, it, it almost feels like a, a bit of a cliche to say this, but a split between two tribes of logic versus emotion. Mm-hmm. You've got one side that includes liberals, conservatives, moderates. All of a sudden now you've got liberals wanting to vote for Trump. And on the left, you have people who, who you can't reason with. Yeah. I mean, for sure, there are Trump supporters that you can't reason with. Mm-hmm. But I can sit down and have a conversation with 99.9% of Trump supporters and argue for like left-wing policy positions. And, and, and the example I often use is like when I was talking to Glenn Beck about pro-life versus pro-choice, mm-hmm. we ended with a smile and a handshake and said, that was a great conversation. Yep. And uh, come on by any time. You, you too, man. I appreciate it. It was good, good fun. Mm-hmm. And that, that's about it. Yep. On the left, you don't get that. You get elderly couples pulling up in cars yelling, get him, get him, box him in. And there's like some dude they're trying to kill for no reason. Yep. He was trying to save somebody. Yeah. That's the level of insane zealotry. Well, we, we, we've been subverted. We've been successfully demoralized as a culture, especially millennials. And I think alongside of that, it makes sense because that dude, that, that ex-KJB dude said, once that happens, it's impossible to change their mind. You can show them the truth. Yeah. You could take them to a gulag in the Soviet Union. You could take them to North Korea and show them what their ideas look like. Uh, nationwide and they still won't change their mind and that's a dangerous place to be because it's a matter of ideology the, all these ideologies all these anti-fascist ideologies that have subverted so many people they've poisoned so many people and the propaganda is powerful i think the turning point was charlottesville and this is why because the way propaganda works is the media whoever it is they'll put out a lie of what they want people to believe years in advance. We saw that with CNN. Trump is a racist. Trump is a white supremacist. Trump sides with Nazis. Trump this, Trump that. 
there was no evidence. Right. They'll put out the narrative with no evidence. And then when some time goes on and the slightest thing happens, like Charlottesville, even right. though it's a lie, the slightest thing happens. We told you so. Right. The- we told you so. And the nation is in an uproar. The lie was already set up. The slightest little bit of, it's not even evidence, but the slightest thing, they capitalize on it. It's subversion. Hap- it's happening again. Subversion. Joe Biden came out and said Trump's, you know, violent militia invading these cities. Yep. And the Proud Boys announced they're going to Portland. Yep. Just like, uh, uh, what's that group? Refuse fascism, right? You, you know who, who's behind them, right? Who exactly? Revcom. Revcom, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Revcom. Their message has always been Trump is a fascist. Mike Pence is a fascist. Fascist, fascist, fascist. With zero evidence for years. For years. And now all of a sudden, Trump calls DHS into Portland. What's what's exactly. Nancy Pelosi saying? Secret police, stormtroopers, stormtroopers. Yeah. Boom. Well, that back, that, that all backfired on them. Yeah. And now they're in panic. Like mm-hmm. Joe Biden rushing out of his basement to go to Kenosha mm-hmm. after he said he wouldn't do it. They're hurting and they know it. Yeah. They know regular people have been like, you can't keep telling us these are peaceful protests when someone smashed out the window of my local barber shop. Yep. It's not peaceful. Yeah. And, and, and burn down our car dealership. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. I'm, 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 I'm telling you, I think if there's one thing that could make Trump lose the election, it's the Proud Boys going to Portland. It's a, it could be a possibility. And I'll, and I'll say it Obviously again. Like, the election fraud is, is, is deep. Oh, for sure. For deep. sure. Yeah. And I, I always want to make sure I preface this because there's a lot of people who might not have heard the other uh, segments I've done on it. But Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci have both said we can safely vote in person. Mm. Done. Yet for some reason, Democrats are like, nah, nah, we're not. You know, we're going to we're going to vote by mail anyway. So there's no reason to change the rules. Yep. But what, what really is worrisome to me is everything you just explained. I see it happening right now. Yeah. They are now claiming that Trump's militias are invading towns. Yep. The Proud Boys then announced they're going to do their march through Portland. Mm-hmm. Antifa is going to be lying in wait in the shadows to instigate something, and they're going to have their allied photographers. Antifa is going to throw a water balloon or something, and the Proud Boy is going to swing, and they're going to wait and time it perfectly, and you're going to get dude getting punched by Proud Boy. It's going to be on the front page of every paper, Trump's violent supporters, Mm -hmm. the rise of the brown shirts. We already saw this one tweet that got 102,000 retweets, probably more by now. Yeah. That it was like, it's about time we read the history of the Nazi brown shirts invading left-wing areas and starting violence, then claiming only they could solve the violence. Mm. As if that's what's happening. It's not. No. But that, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm like, look, for, again, first and foremost, if you want to peacefully protest, fine, go do it. But I can only assume, like, they, re- they have to realize. The, and and, the, and the to go to your point, we've talked about this, me and the guys. You know, we, we, when we're reporting, when we go somewhere— we're fully aware that there's propaganda floating around the USA, that, that some of these things could possibly be staged. Now, I'm not like this crazy conspiracy theorist, but I'm fully aware that something could be taking place and I could be baited just to go in and get yep. footage. And, and that's kind of where we are in the journalist reporting game right now is we have to be very careful. Are we being baited into something? Are the Proud Boys being baited into something? Is it going to, like you're saying, and yep. I think I, I agree with you. I think it could very well be something uh, that could be used as propaganda, continued propaganda to fuel uh, the left's narrative of Trump being the, the, the Fourth Reich commander. It's, it's, and you know it's too late. Yep. The, the moment it was announced they were doing it, even if they try and backpedal now, all it takes is for some, you know, someone to just find anybody who's like a Trump supporter yeah. because people are going to go. Yep. And then they're going to be like, there's, you know, look, look, we just saw what happened in Portland. And right now, the craziest thing to me is that, first of all, 
the friend of the victim of, of the guy who got killed in Portland, the Trump supporter who got executed, has said law enforcement needs to handle this. Donald Trump has said law enforcement needs to handle this. Yeah. Trump's, Trump and his supporters have won the moral high ground for now, mm-hmm. saying that we're not, you know, don't go out, don't retaliate. You can't have any of this street level stuff escalating and the police will take care of it. And now you get this announcement that they're going to go down there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's exactly what the left was hoping for. Yeah. They knew that this crazy guy who shot this dude made them look really, really bad. It's just like what happened with Andy. No, mm. when they physically you know, beat up Andy and left him bleeding from the mouth and ears, yeah. there was no way to ignore that story. Everybody was sharing the video. Everybody was asking about it. And the media went into a panic. Yeah. And I say the media, but many outlets like local outlets are fine when they cover this stuff. But a lot of these like lefty, progressive, VC funded digital outlets were like, actually, Andy knows a fascist yep. and and uh, and and, and, and they ran with it. But but most people, it didn't it didn't work. Yeah. And the reason Antifa went into panic mode and then they published that video accusing Andy Noe of secretly organizing with, you know, white supremacists because he was walking next to them at some point. Yeah. The stupidest thing ever. And they weren't white supremacists anyway. They, 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 they're doing that as damage control. Yep. Right now, you've got a video that appears to show a far leftist with a Black Lives Matter tattoo on his neck executing a Trump supporter minding his own business. Yep. That you just, now, you know, if you, if you want Trump to win, you sit back and you say, please, Trump, do something about this. But these rallies, man, I think it'll lead to uh, uh, propagandistic efforts of, uh, I mean, it could be theoretically be another another Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. Because we had, what was it, uh, like in the 20th or the 22nd or whatever, when, when right-wing groups and left-wing groups clashed? Yeah. Were you, were, were you there at all? No, I was not. Was not where, where was the last place you went to? Uh, D.C. was the last place that I've been to. And oh, right before on, right that, on. I was in Kenosha. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was in Kenosha. Broke that story. Kenosha's kind of chilled out, though, hasn't it? It's chilled out now. Thank God, because that place was torched. Yeah. Literally torched, dude. Like, it's sad. You know, when I, inter- I interviewed, I was there the first night. I was, I, I was there the first night. When I showed up, they were already torching everything. And then when I went back to interview some of the locals, they were just, they all kept saying the same thing. I never thought yeah. that something like this could ever happen in my home like this. And I'm like, dude, no one, no one is safe. Nobody. Yep. No, but you could put Black Lives Matter on your business, but if they're feeling like it that night, doesn't matter. You can even be a black person like they did in Portland the other night. They started to burn down a black owned business. Yep. And it's on film. They don't care. They don't care. <laughs> it no. doesn't, it, they don't care. And they'll, you, you could be a random person walking down the street mm-hmm. and they could just look at you and yell. So there's a video from Germany. There's a reporter I know. He's just a reporter. And someone pointed at him and yelled, Nazi Schweinhund. I mm. think that's the word. I don't speak German. Mm-hmm. Nazi pig. Yeah. And they just beat him up. Yep. And they grabbed his camera from him. And he's like, I have no idea what's happening. And they're screaming, you're a Nazi. You're, and he's like, I'm an American journalist. I have no idea what's happening. And then someone intervened. He eventually, like, he put his hands up and started saying, no, no, I'm not a Nazi. I'm not a Nazi. Mm-hmm. And then someone convinced the other guy to give his camera back. And then they were like, leave. Yeah. All it takes is if you see the mob of Antifa in any, any location... If someone points at you and says Nazi, they'll start running and screaming towards you and they will beat the crap out of you. They will burn your car down. Yep. They will flip your car over. They don't care. Yep. They don't know or care. Yep. If you're not in a group of people, if they are outnumbering you, that's definitely going to happen to you. I, I just want to give an example to people of how, how insane they are. I was in LA. I was documenting uh, a protest, a gathering. It was the Trump supporters in Antifa. I was standing with Antifa and I was recording them. They were screaming and they were yelling out, Nazi scum, Nazi scum, you're all Nazis. 
to Trump supporting Jews with star <laughs> with star of David flags. Yeah, 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 yep. Yeah. Okay, and, and I know that's not a surprise to you. No, I know. But people that are listening, it's it's not that they honestly they do believe that, but it's gotten to the point where it's just a smear tactic to have an excuse to go and hurt somebody. You ever watch The Simpsons? Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. You, you ever see the episode from, Park, all of it. from back in the day where Homer wants to go to clown college? <laughs> yeah. So he's like, <laughs> he's driving to work and he sees his billboard and it's like the Krusty the Clown, Clown College, and dun, 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 dun. And then he's in, the, he's in the nuclear reactor and then the alarm goes off. Yeah. There's like a fire and the door <laughs> opens and the guys roll in, but he sees them as clowns dancing. Dun, dun, dun. Like that, that's, that's what it reminds me of with just like how, how insane mm-hmm. it all becomes. They don't see you like... You're standing there and you're holding the flag up yeah. and it's like a star of David and it's like, you know, a bunch of Jewish people. Yeah, but to yeah. them, they see a bunch of Nazis, yeah. you know, goose stepping down the street and they're like, they're everywhere. Yeah. And so uh, th- there's a meme. It's really funny. It's like if you if 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 your side is claiming that this woman is a white supremacist and this man is a Nazi, then you've been brainwashed. And it's a picture of Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro. <laughs> It's like you have a black woman. She's not a white supremacist. You have a Orthodox Jewish man. He's not a Nazi. Yeah. And the crazy thing to me, too, especially about Ben Shapiro is how he was the biggest target Mm -hmm. of like anti-Semites. According to the ADL, they still keep saying it. They don't know what they're saying. Mm -hmm. But you know what? You know what, what really does get scary about it? These people in Kenosha. I was reading a story from The New York Times talking about locals coming out and saying they were not going to vote for Trump. Mm hmm. One guy said he was on the fence and didn't care much for politics. And now that all this has happened, he's like, I never thought this would come here. I can't believe it. Yep. But now the questions they're asking are, where are the Democratic governors and mayors yep. to do anything about it? And so that they're starting to consider Trump for this. Yep. The riots have definitely helped Trump. What's, what's, what's really fascinating to me is... I mean, real, pause right there. Yeah. Remember the article we wrote? Or, or the article we, we read? We wrote together. We wrote together. Yeah, <laughs> the article oh, no, we read. Yeah. Tim Pool and Drew the, Hernandez. Was, was, um, it, was it the crybaby? The, uh, no, the, uh, <laughs> the the article about uh, the two hundred fifty million dollars, the investigations. Right. Exactly. right? Mm-hmm. Imagine you in Kenosha right now. Your business was just torched to the ground, and you read that, and you're thinking to yourself, "Where are the Democratic leaders? What do you want right now? I want that investigation." I want to know where these people are. I want to know what's going on. I want to know why they're not doing anything. And and this is kind of weird. I'm going to put this out there. Day one, I was there, Kenosha, right? Broke it. I went from Chicago. I took like an Uber. It was like a $250 Uber. Wow. Yeah. Mr. Uh, Uncle Pennybags. It was was worth it, you know? Um, Took the Uber, showed up. Everything's on fire, whatever. Covered it. My internet was fine. Yeah. Two days later internet is just horrible were, were there more people there were more people that's but the biggest complaint was even from some of the locals that even their own phone lines and some of their tv was kind of like things went down it was really weird that, that is interesting the, yeah. the, the, the landline stuff shouldn't but you know i always yeah. i always try and tell people the, the the government and the state they don't want internet to go down they, they actually bring in mobile trucks mm-hmm. so I, they do this all over the world when I was in Turkey during the Gezi, Gezi Park protest, they stationed mobile cell towers around the park wow. to in, so that they could have an increased you know, carrying capacity for all the different cell phones. Mm-hmm. And it's really simple why they do this. Yeah. They want to spy on you. Mm. So if the, if the extremists are going out and they're like, we're going to go burn stuff, yeah. the cops are like, okay, if the phone networks get jammed up, we're not going to know what they're talking about. So make sure we can strengthen this network. Yeah. And then they spy on all these people. Yep. 
trying to definitely try a possibility definitely a possibility but the yeah. landline thing was kind of weird that is the, true the locals true. the locals were like what is going on with this we don't understand some of the power was cut it was it was it was really bizarre wow yeah you know what man i had a, I had a lot of people I, I i hear it all the time i've been talking about the potential for civil war for quite some time and yep. it's 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 uh, look i apologize to people who are like tim's talking about it again i mean it's just <laughs> it's just look we're talking about trump defunding cities yeah do you know what this leads to if he strips them of their resources? Like there's going to be tensions between state and federal level. We've already heard from these de- Democrat never Trump war games that they would rather have the West Coast secede from the union than allow Trump to win. It's getting that insane. Yep. But you've got you've got regular people that don't realize what's happening around this country and think they can just ignore it. And then it comes to Kenosha. So listen, what people don't get, first and foremost, they're coming from out of town. Mm-hmm. Not every single one of them. But there are crazy people in your town, no matter how small it is. Maybe it's a small percentage, but there's some of them. And if something kicks off, they will drive across the country to get there. So like we had, you, you know, that riot kitchen thing, mm-hmm. that truck, it's like they provide food and yeah. snacks or whatever. Riot yeah. ribs, RIP. Yeah, they were, they're, they're in Portland and Seattle <laughs> and then they're in Kenosha and then they're in D.C. Yeah, they will bring supplies and resources and people yep. to your small town. Yep. The, uh, have you have you followed Michael Tracy's reporting on the yeah. riots? Mm-hmm. He went to a bunch of small towns most people don't talk about that got no coverage. And wow. he showed all the rioting that hit these, these tiny towns. Wow. Yeah. Yep. I, was, I, was, I actually was really surprised to find that out. When, uh, so Michael Tracy, for those unfamiliar, is a journalist. And he, he drove in a car to small town USA and found businesses boarded up, spray painting Black Lives Matter. Please don't hurt us. And the fascinating thing about it is there are people in every town who will go out and just destroy things. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's a crazy scenario, but... See, but here's the thing, Tim, is, and I got to say this, is this is not normal. Right. You know, it's not normal to, you know, have to plead and beg for mercy and board up your business and put Black Lives Matter on your business. And, and as it's like, you remember in the Bible, like the book of Exodus, Right. When, when, when the angel of death, been a long time, the angel of oh, death, we talk right? About this, yeah. The Passover, <laughs> yeah. The, the Passover, right? The angel of yeah. death. Yeah. You mark the door, yeah. And, you know, God told him, Moses told him, you know, just put blood on your doorstep and you'll be safe. Like, that's literally Black Lives Matter right now. But, it is. like, the opposite. It's definitely <laughs> but it's, not but, God. But, but, but no, it's going to protect you, but it's God, not hold normal. It's God not gave normal. you a guarantee. Mm-hmm. In the Bible, they were spared. Yeah. There's no guarantee There's putting, yeah. please don't hurt me at my building. They're yeah. trying. Dude, have you been, you, you've been to Berkeley, yeah? Mm hmm. Have you seen how the businesses all around the, the university have signs in their windows? Mm-hmm. Those, those, those are basically them begging for yeah. like safety and, and, and security. Yeah, we've, we've heard stories of people talking with some of the employees and they'll ask them, hey, what's up with like the, all the BLM? All the, oh, we don't really believe that. That's just to protect our building. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there's obviously a lot of people in the area who do believe it. Yeah. But there are some businesses that are just like, oh, you know, it's that or a bullet in the head. You know what I mean? It's, but it's not normal. Like, why are we living like that? Why, why are we living in fear? There should never be a point where we live in I'll, fear I'll of you. any political organization. Right now, I think people are extremely extremely fed up whether left or right there should never be an organization or a group of people that has such power and intimidation over human beings and i think right now people need to condemn it regardless of skin color just because they're black people and i could say this because i'm a person of color just because they're black people doesn't give them a pass to commit criminal activity and intimidate anybody anybody but, but, but they're white people there are there they're, are they're as well. overwhelmingly there white are, people but black lives matter gets a huge pass because they're minorities except the and then antifa will infiltrate them right 
they'll you see this on Antifa literature all the time. Whenever they post a, a flyer, we're gonna gather in this park. We're gonna gather in this park. What's on it? Black well, Lives Matter. Absolutely. What what's, what are they painting? That, that's why I've repeatedly said it is not. And there's Antifa. only like three black people that show up. <laughs> right. Yes. It is not Antifa. <laughs> Stop calling it Antifa. <laughs> Call them what they are: Black Lives Matter rioters. Yeah. Because when the looting happened in Chicago, what happened the next day? Black Lives Matter came out and said it was a good thing. It was reparations. Reparations. What are they, what are they screaming as they march down the street in Oakland when they chant death to America? Also Black Lives Matter. Yep. They have used that as a shield and no one in mainstream poli- politics has been willing to call them out. It's time. So they've, they've taken that. But you know what's interesting is we have several polls coming out showing Donald Trump has over like he has a very very large uh, amount of support from the from black voters. Oh, for sure. Between some some are saying it's around 20, some are saying it's high 30s. Mm-hmm. I think Rasmussen even one point had it like 40%. Mm-hmm. You see these viral videos where you have black people saying they want to vote for Trump, they support him. Those people are attacked and demonized. Mm-hmm. Candace Owens is accused of being a white supremacist yep. and all this awful stuff. You can disagree with your opinion, her opinions and you cannot like her personally, but to insult her based on racial issues to me is disgusting. Dude, when you okay, when when you have Joe Biden jumping up on the Breakfast Club oh, with man. Charlemagne, one of the most influential black radio commentators of our generation, and you have Joe Biden jumping up there and telling all of black America, hey, if you can't intellectually choose between me or the other guy, <laughs> then you ain't black, and you guys want to sit here, not you guys, but the Democrat Party, you guys want to sit here and wonder why and scratch your heads as to why millions of black people don't want to vote for you guys right now? Seriously. People are waking up to the reality that you lie about our communities, you lie about minorities, you literally use us as political you only talk to us. We're like a booty call. That that's what my that no minorities one, minorities are a booty call to the Democrat oh, Party, man. and you only call us when you need something, when it's late at night, late in the game, and you need our votes, <laughs> and you want to get it in. Yep, that's a really that's good it. point. That's it. That's who you it. are. That's what they do. And people, more minorities that are listening to me right now, this is who you are to them. That's it. You're wow. just a number. You're just a number and a vote. They do nothing for our communities. They've done nothing for our communities. Donald Trump has helped more black people than Joe Biden has. And Joe Biden has been in politics for decades. Nearly 50 years. Literally, Donald Trump has not enslaved or imprisoned nearly as many black people as Joe Biden has. Nearly as many. I think the big criticism Trump has is the Central Park Five. Right? Joe Biden wrote the crime bill in 1994. Exactly. And Joe Biden has said a whole bunch of things that I can't repeat because this is YouTube. And yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get banned. If we repeat some of Joe Biden's rhetoric on YouTube, Tim, no Pool, Tim Pool gets banned. Yep. No, Tim no Pool gets a Straight strike. Up. No joke. Do you guys not understand that? Like, if we literally recite some of the things that Joe Biden has said, or even, or, we could get a strike right now. Like, try and many, wrap your mind around many that. Many other Democrats in the past 20 years, too. Yep. I'm not going to say their names because I don't want to rehash out of, you know, out of subject, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of people. I look, I look at the Republican Party, and I've, I, don't, I don't care for them at all. No, I, and, and, and people, that, see, that's the funny thing. I was talking about this earlier with, with, with the girls. Like, a lot of people, you know, they're like, oh, you're a hardcore right winger and this and that. I'm like, dude, I have a lot of issues with the Republican Party. I have a lot of issues with with the RNC, you know? Like we've tried to do work with them. We've tried to do like Hispanic outreach and and they just kind of like don't really take us seriously sometimes. And I have a lot of issues and people always accuse me and I've had people even on Twitter they'll message me, "You white supremacist." <laughs> right wing alt right. I'm like, "Hey, um number 1, I'm Hispanic. Number 2, my last 
name ends with Z. Number three, I have some issues with the Republican Party. And they're like, you're just a liar. This is propaganda. Right. And I'm like, hey, you know, and I've had like hour long DM conversations, Tim, with some crazy communist anarchists, literally just going back and forth. And the, it'll get to the point where I'm just like, hey, you're really angry and you like you sound really like lonely. Like it sounds like you need, <laughs> it sounds like you need a friend. Like I'll be your friend. I'll be your friend. And they're like, you're being so weird right now. Why are you being so weird? This is really weird. You're really weird. What are you doing this for? And I'm like. Why, they're like, why are you being so nice? I'm like, maybe because I'm not a ni- uh, because I am a nice guy, yeah. and, and and I love people, and you have this weird preconceived notion about me, and and like it even gets to the point where I'll be like, you know, hashtag Woody and Buzz, you got a friend in me, <laughs> and, and and they'll be like, don't you say anything like that? You're just being weird right now. You're being a liar. You're an alt right liar. I'm like, dude. I'll be your friend. Trust me. I don't even like Toy Story. <laughs> Actually, and then they'll be like, you know what? I kind of like Woody. This is what they'll say. I kind of like Woody. And I'm like, we have something in common. Yeah. We have, like, I haven't, I have something in common with a communist. We both like Toy Story. <laughs> that's right. And it's like, that's a starting point, I, man. I, I've had hour long conversations with some of these people in DMs with Twitter. And it's just, people have, they're so programmed. Totally, dude. They're so programmed. But when they finally get to know you, they're like, this is weird. You know, I, I do I do some uh, similar things when people post on my Facebook. I had somebody come at me, and I, this is a common thing I do. And you go for the uh, you go for the emotion in a positive way, not a negative way. For example, I'll get somebody saying you're a moron, you you're so stupid, and my response is just I was like, dude, like why are you being so mean, man? Yeah. And then their response is, well, I'm just sick and tired of it. Like I hear you, bro. I'm sorry that you feel that way. I just wish we didn't have to be so mean to each other. People often chill out real quick. I was talking to one person who just came in my comments and they were screaming and spitting and yelling. And I was like, dude, you used to smile. What happened? And that snapped them in two seconds. And they're just like, bro, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, we don't got to yell at each other, man. Yep. I'm, I'm here. I'm listening. Yep. I'm not that. I'm not a crazy guy in the street corner screaming. I'm just sitting here on Facebook, man, like you are. Dude, I, like, I, I okay, didn't come dude, on your page screaming. Like, do you remember how it was like in the 90s and like the early 2000s? <laughs> do you remember when YouTube the way YouTube was in the early 2000s and the kind of videos that were on YouTube. Like, what, just like thumbnails just the, of bikini girls? Just the way of the culture, right? Like guys like George Lopez, total hardcore SJW right now. Yeah. He got into his career. He blew up based off of like like racist jokes. Oh, yeah, dude. He had, a, he, had, he, had a, a, he has the, the whole segment where his, uh, what is it, his brother can't speak English? Yes, but... Just think of how much we've changed, but at the same time, it's like, don't you just miss the days where racism was just like, if you're a racist, like, what are you doing? You're yeah. out, you're outdated. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, yeah. get with the times. Like, no, they're all racist now, right? But it's like, it wasn't this. Oh my gosh, it's a pandemic. There's a racist under every corner, and and there's a white supremacist there. White supremacist there. Even though you're Mexican, you're a white supremacist. It's like this 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 paranoia. It's like this pandemic, but it's. I miss the days where it was just like you were just, you're, you're just dude. You're just like not cool if you're racist. Like get you know, out of here. What's it, wrong it, with you? it reminds me of like a super collider, where you've got like this hatred spinning in a circle, and all of like the big magnets are the individuals passing it along, mm-hmm. making the hatred more and more powerful, spinning in a circle. That's all it is. Yep. You could you you have this big circle of people in this network on Twitter, the resistance, and you you whisper something like Donald Trump's racist. And then it starts spinning around this circle faster and faster and faster. And finally, at the end, they're, what started with, a, like, they're, they're imagining Donald Trump, you know, like, 
you know, looking all nasty and saying something awful. <laughs> By the time it makes a few laps around, they're imagining a gigantic demonic flying with fires and evil, you know, horns. Mm-hmm. It's a game of telephone where one story and one idea has to keep escalating to keep their attention. And they keep spinning it around. Yep. It's like they're passing the hot potato to each other and it gets crazier and crazier and crazier. Propaganda. There's, 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 really, uh, there's a voice actress who's like in everything. And I met her a long time ago. And she used to do, she, I, I don't know if she, she, well, she posts these photos on Twitter where she's got all the characters she's done. And I think it's really hilarious because she's like hardcore SJW anti-Trump now. Mm-hmm. And then she posts this image where it's like all the characters she's done. And I'm looking through it. And I'm like, that one was racist. And that one was racist. Like, I'm not talking about like jokingly racist. She did a joke on Family Guy where it's Asian women making fun of small things. And then they look into their shirts and talk about small things. <laughs> and I'm like, I think it's funny. Uh, you know, part of my family is, is, is Korean. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'll, I'll laugh at it because I'm like, I don't get it's a joke, right? Yeah, yeah, it's but a joke. How, how are you as a white woman? going to mock my, you know, heritage and my race. Mm-hmm. And then now you are the SJW criticizing yep. me. It's like, dude, what gives you the, what gives, what, how do you, what, what gives you the nerve to insult me racially mm-hmm. and then criticize me for being a racist? That's even more offensive what? than the actual joke itself. See, and that's where we are. I, I thought the joke was funny. I don't exactly. Care. See, but that's the thing. It's like, meant to be stupid. Like as a millennial, that kind of stuff was just like, that's funny. Like not because I'm a racist, but because it's, it's a joke. And it's just a joke. But right now we're at a point where people have turned around and oh, they become so hardcore and that's who they are. We're down. I know. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's spazzing out a little bit. Did we get pulled? Take a moment. I don't think so. It's just like a loading sign. I know. They yeah, I don't know what's going on. Down. Are we off? We didn't do anything wrong. Hmm. We are chilling. not live. Whoa. Oh, did we lose internet? Did we? Let me check. Uh oh, Twitter's no. gonna go crazy right now. It's okay. Publicity. Whoa, I was like, well, we lost half our viewers. No, I don't think internet's down. Well, what the heck? Yeah, we lost. We had almost 60,000 viewers, dude. <sighs> I'm mad. It just died. Oh, you got that good speech in, though, Drew. People love that. Whoa, Seriously. Did they? Were the comments? Yeah, they were like, oh, he's on fire. I repent. No, I'm just totally <laughs> so sorry. It's all Drew's fault. So we 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 somehow <laughs> I don't want to get Tim Pool banned, guys. I don't want to do that. We somehow got taken off the air. Welcome to YouTube. Yeah, like just happened. Back. It's the first time that's ever happened to us before. Though. That was our intermission. So, uh, we got donuts. Well, it was welcome fun. to 2020. It was Commander yeah, Red. Commander Red. Oh, Commander Red was like, no, make fun of me. <laughs> welcome <laughs> to the Timcast. <laughs> We're like, ah, the stream got taken down. <laughs> what were we just talking about? Timcast IRL. Featuring Lydia. What, oh, I know. <laughs> what, were we, what were we just talking about? We were talking about how things used to be Funny. where, like, oh, racism, that's right. racism that's right. wasn't paranoia. It was just, like, people were like, yeah, you're, you're just dumb if you're a racist. No, but, you know, I can point to Family Guy. The Asian jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can point to Family Guy. Seth MacFarlane is like, please, everybody, we must vote for Joe Biden. I'm like, Joe, Biden, Joe Biden's cutting deals with the far left. Mm-hmm. He's, 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 he's done the Bernie Sanders pact. If, if, if we go in that direction, compromise with these cultists, there won't be a family guy anymore. I guess these people have South chosen. Park, South Park will, will be gone. You know, I mean, like Star Wars, right? Like, I'm such a huge Star Wars fan. And oh, I'm so sorry. This, <laughs> I know, right? I'm sorry just for the, your loss. The, the woke culture that destroyed Star Wars just, sorry, I can never get over The Last Jedi. I, I'm on that side. I, mean, I haven't watched it since it came out. 
the night I watched that and all the woke culture, I'm just like, why? Star Wars isn't about woke culture. Star Wars is about family, drama, things going on. Luke had daddy issues. Anakin, good versus evil. Leia, she kissed her brother. Yeah, I, I guess weird. people could relate to that, I guess. <laughs> no, but, no. but what about this weird woke stuff that's all of a sudden I'm like, I why did you do this to Star Wars? Sometimes I cry. I'm I just didn't, kidding. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> but I really was pissed. I don't think The Last Jedi got... Uh, super woke a lot of people say that i'm like sure they had dude with the purple hair yeah 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 but that's dude, one come lady on, man dude. admiral gender all studies over the place like women were dominating they had poe look like a moron you know it was weird just, it was yep. weird bro and it, yep. it just it just wasn't good like they demeaned all the men luke skywalker was just a nobody look at look know? at we, we've talked about this a million times back when pop culture still existed mm-hmm. now everything's just you know antifa and trump but uh, let's talk pop culture, dude. Everything's invaded right now. Everything. So, so a, a really good example of what counters the, the Last Jedi is Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. In Wonder Woman, the men were were badass, and so was she, and so were the Amazons. Mm-hmm. It was a bunch of heroic people of all different types. Yep, that's all that mattered. Mm-hmm. And then you look at, and it was a good movie. It was, you know, like John Boyega. He complains, oh, uh, I think my character wasn't that well because you know I'm black. Right. I'm like, no, it's because the screen. Yeah, it's because the screenwriters suck. It's because the movie, the story just was not great. It wasn't good. It's not because the color of your skin. Don't take it personal, dude. dude, I got to tell you, man, I've watched a bunch of movies where I'm just like, I don't understand why this is the direction they went in. You know, so I just watched uh, the new Bill and Ted. Mm -hmm. Have you seen the new Bill and Ted? Not yet. And I'm kind of like, they almost got me mad. So I don't want, I can't spoil the movie because I did like Spoiler it. Spoiler alert. And Keanu Reeves is awesome. He's always and, awesome. And it was Bill and Ted 3 and it was funny. Yeah. I don't think it was as good as the first two because mm. I think it was like a nostalgia thing. I don't want to spoil it, but they do dive into SJW. Mm. I, I'm not, I can't say what it is because the movie just came out. But I, but they, 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 it looks like they're nose diving and I'm like, you can't be serious. And they pull it back and I'm like, all right, that's okay, I guess. Because mm-hmm. it, it, they, I'll just put it this way. It, it almost negates like retcons, the original movies. Yeah, you know, Bill. You know, you're familiar with. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So they 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 added a change, and I'm just like, don't don't you do it, don't you? Don't oh, they kind of did know, it. And I think millennials will relate to this. It's like we love authentic things. I just yeah. love anything that's authentic. If it's handmade, whatever. If it's made digitally, but you made it, like I love it. And it's like the stories nowadays, they're not authentic. They're engineered. Even George Lucas hit on this. Like all of the stories, all Hollywood, everything's engineered. It's pre-planned just for ratings, just for the box office. How much money is it going to make? We make decisions based off of money. And that's what happened to Star Wars. And it's like, why can't I just have an authentic, amazing story that uplifts my soul and doesn't make me feel bad for not being not woke enough. Like it, it's like this always. Hey, I'm being guilt tripped always in every movie, every TV, every podcast, everything that's in woke culture. It's like you're not woke enough, so you need to be more woke. And if you're not going to be woke enough, then you're a racist. And it's like, why is that our media now? Why is that Hollywood? That's that's cultural antifa. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cultural Marxism. So, I, I mean, I I don't want to call it that. Mm-hmm. I, I, what, what is that? What is that school of thought that talks about? It's, it's, uh, it's the something school. I don't remember. I look at this as you've got the the physical and the more abstract. Mm-hmm. In the physical world, you have far leftists going around burning things down, destroying things, screaming, and they're like Commander Red falling into the fetal position. <laughs> Frankfurt School. Frankfurt School. Sorry, you put me on the spot yeah. there. I forgot what it was. And then you have in in the cultural spaces. They're burning down and destroying cultural institutions and icons mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, our, our social norms. 
I look at uh, – the, the, the example that my my go to I probably I think I already referenced it earlier is Into the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. You saw that movie, mm-hmm. right? It's it's relatable. I'm 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 not I'm not a Afro Latino kid growing up in the in the city, but he's a regular kid going through things where where I'm just like I can understand this. And I think about these movies that do really bad, mm-hmm. like The Last Jedi. Think about sitting around with your friends, male and female, black and white, Asian, Mexican, whatever, Latino, and you're like. I don't know anybody who acts like that. Like the men in, like the dudes I hang out with aren't bumbling morons who hate women. Yeah. Dude, I had, I, I, I had. Exactly. A, I, I've had an SJW like that I worked with ask me how many of my male friends are okay with rape. They think this way. Then they make movies based off of these psychotic assumptions. Yeah. Like, have you ever met a man and like hung out with them? It's like, I'm sitting here. I'm a dude. I'm in front of you. What makes you think I would feel that? So that's insane to ask. Mm-hmm. Yep. But they, they read these things online, they read these garbage articles, they get these, these lectures, and then they create this worldview that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, when we're talking about propaganda earlier with like Antifa, there's, they, 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 live, they live in this world that's been manufactured. It's almost like, imagine if people were running around with Harry Potter robes mm-hmm. and flicking wands at people, screaming mm-hmm. Voldemort was coming. Yep. That's, that, that's the same thing as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, because that's their ideology, and they've, they've bought into the lie that Donald Trump is the leader of the oncoming Fourth Reich. Like, so people, <laughs> no, I want people to understand, like, these people honestly believe. They honestly believe. I do believe they truly believe they it. They do believe yeah. that they're fascists. They believe Donald Trump is a fascist. They believe the Fourth Reich is coming. This is why they do what they do. So they're always on the offense. They're always on the offense because of that. And it's, that's why they do what they do. And people need to understand, like, why, why, why? You know, like you described earlier, why? What do you mean they'll just run up to someone, accuse them of being a Nazi and just beat them up? Because their ideology has trained them to believe that there's an enemy out there that wants to put them in gulags. There's an enemy out well, there they, that they wants want to, to do the them, gulags. Put them in yeah, not honestly. <laughs> exactly. They're projecting on that they one. Are, <laughs> they are history, right? Stalin. Whenever, whenever communists would subvert another country when they would target another country who would the communists pose as in that country anti-fascists right and they would do that they would claim to be the very thing that they are defending against i'm not or they are trying to produce i'm not a historian but i was reading an article on the internet which you know makes me me an expert essentially Uh, you're familiar with the fascists Mm -hmm. that you, you know what it is can you, do you, can you describe it? Like what? Like a, the, the fascists, like what it is, the, the little, it's, a, it's, a, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I'm yeah. trying to, I'm trying to make a point by, mm-hmm. by highlighting things, but I'll just throw it to you. Yeah, what, I know what it is. Can you explain? So you fas- want to describe it? Fas- fascies? Fascies? Fascies, whatever it's it is. It's like a bundle of sticks and they're oh, okay, considered gotcha. stronger when they're together, I guess, yeah. or something. Some, yeah. So this, I was reading an article about the, sim- the, the symbolism. Mm-hmm. And so the fascists is, a, it's a bunch of, st- it's a weapon with like a ax blade and a bunch of sticks mm-hmm. strapped together. All of those together make it strong. And do you know what the revolution fist is? Mm-hmm. Do you know why they hold it forward mm-hmm. so you can see it? Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't raise their fist like this to you. Mm-hmm. They turn their fist like that. Mm-hmm. So you can see the fingers mm-hmm. together make a strong fist. It's, it's very, very similar. It's an authoritarian collectivist yeah. symbol. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you, when I see people walking up to patrons at a diner and they're all raising the fist into their faces and screaming, salute us. I'll tell you what that reminds me of. And that not, it's not going to make me think Trump is the fascist. Yeah, it's not good. No, that's the like, lie. They're, they're posing. They're, they are posing 
as to what they're going to implement. Mm -hmm. And they accuse their enemy as being who they are so you don't see it coming. And that is straight out of Alinsky, right? Yeah. Have you seen the book In Defense of Looting? Mm -mm. Back during Ferguson, when they were looting all the stores and, 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 and you know burning everything down, mm -hmm. somebody wrote an article because there was a lot of press coming out saying all this looting and rioting and destruction is bad, especially in a community like Ferguson that it's a black community and part of it, not all of it, some part of Ferguson was actually really, really wealthy, but it was uh, impoverished black homes. By burning and destroying it down, there was the obvious criticism. You're actually hurting the black community. Wow. So some far leftists wrote an article called In Defense of Looting. And they said that it was, you know, uh, stealing back from the oppressors and all this other garbage nonsense. It wasn't true because the locals hated the looting. And they were like, you burned down our hair supply store. Like there was a salon and like hair supply where people would go to get you know, like st things for their hair to get their hair done and stuff. They burned it down. And then and th you hear the, the, the next lie is, but they have insurance. And the insurance does not cover this stuff. Mm -hmm. In St. Uh, uh, in, in the Twin Cities, there's a story coming out now where apparently... They, insurance only covers twenty five up, up to twenty five thousand dollars of rubble removal, and the total cost was like one hundred forty k for some for, for some buildings. Mm. So they're out. They can't they can't afford to pay one hundred fifteen k back to, to for the removal. So they're just done. They walk it, it, away. It makes sense. Like from a Marxist standpoint, you know, if you if you believe that capitalism is evil, if you believe that the free market is evil, if you believe that private property is like an abomination to humanity. It makes sense to me that you have a bunch of people out here that are willing to torch buildings in the name of their ideology. So to me, it just makes total sense. Yeah. Any building. Doesn't matter who's. Doesn't matter. It is. To me, if I try and think like that, I'm like, dude, if I'm a Marxist and I don't believe any of that, then I think that it's evil. Then it makes total sense that these people are running around burning anything they can get their hands on. So if these people are all crazy, violent are you, you get scared when you go down there and you know that you're going to, but let me get specific, not just cover this, but you've actually ridden in vehicles with them. You've actually yep. hung out with them. Yep. I've been physically assaulted. Uh, they, they tried to rip my mask off, rip my helmet off. Um, I'm more worried about the mentally ill people that are out there. They, they are out there. There's people that are mentally ill. They're mentally unstable. Um, you can see it, you can hear it, and you could hear them making threats to the police too. Like they'll be like, I have a knife and I'm not afraid to use it. I have a knife and I'm not afraid to use it. The unpredictable um, aspect of that is what worries me the most. Um, the strategic yeah. stuff, I have intel. Um, I know how they move. I know how they work. Um, I've been briefed on certain things. But it's the unpredictable people that, that that's dangerous because someone could just come out of nowhere and not even think things through. Like there's not even a reason, like you said earlier, you know, they come up, they could stab you, they could shoot you. That's kind of what is, uh, got me looking on my six when I'm out there. I mean, like the dude in Portland doesn't seem to be all with it. Like the guy who killed that Trump supporter, like easily manipulated yeah. unwell. You take some of these people who have built this worldview where they're screaming Nazi all over like, ah, mm -hmm. and you can easily manipulate them and doing whatever you want. Yeah. This is it. It's the only way. He's the one right here. Yeah. Useful bang, bang. idiots. Useful idiots. I mean, but it's beyond idiot. Mm -hmm. You know, like a useful idiot, you get some guy who d doesn't realize that the railroad he's building is going to be used for concentration camps or something. Exactly. So, 
But these these but people are usefully mentally ill to the to yeah. the far left. Mm -hmm. yeah. So an example of a useful idiot is something that Andy called out earlier today, and I was like, he was dropping some serious shade because there was a journalist who was sitting there in Portland. He was like, look, this whole city's on fire, and there's like people walking by in the park. He's like, I was like, okay, first of all, so that's Trump's America. Is this what we're referring to again? Just checking. But Andy made the point that Antifa is depending on people who are useful idiots like this guy. So he's not someone who's actively engaged. He's just running right. you know he's running interference for them he's yep. covering for them yep he see he he hears his friends in the office saying antifa's not that bad and then he laughs and says oh, look at this it's a park and um uh, when i saw when i saw a lot of these a lot of these posts are going around where they're like they claim portland is burning but like i'm here eating a cheeseburger and everything's okay that's how it is in most conflict yeah like you you, you realize like you're not going to walk into an, a civil unrest urban conflict or civil war and people just are all dead mm-hmm like, I'm sure there's places where that's happened, you know, a bomb gets dropped or something. But if, if you realize people have to keep eating, yep. so they have to keep working and food has to keep shipping and it means trucks are still driving. And it means you, you know, one of the craziest things about this, this narrative, too, is during the, the like the height of the Syrian civil war, mm -hmm. the Syrian tourism board was still advertising for nightlife in Damascus. Wow. We were trying to do it as back when I was at Vice. We were trying to do a documentary on it. And I guess they said it was in poor taste or something. And I was like, dude, it's not about going and partying and laughing at the, at the misery. It's going there and showing that there are people partying on rooftops with like music and, and like miles away to yeah, explosions so. and like sarin gas attacks. Mm -hmm. Like it's an example of how life goes on. Now, people are scared. People are worried. There are checkpoints. There's terrorists. All this stuff is happening. But they're still dancing to like that hot club remix, mm -hmm. you know, but these useful idiots. Well, because there's people that want nothing to do with it. You know, right. like in Portland, there, there, there are people that want nothing to do with this. They're not interested in politics. They just want to be successful, live the American dream, uh, put someone in office that's going to protect them and help them thrive in their babies and their future. And these are the people, like you said, that want to continue on to live their lives. And it's just our, our political arena right now is like you're, you're like forced to get involved because there's death threats being made. You know, the country's on the line, the constitution's on the line. There's so much freedom and liberty that's on the line right now. And even people that are traditional liberals, people that have been on the left, they're identifying, it's not the right. It's not the yeah. right that has it right. It's, this is about good and evil now. This is about truth and lies. And this is about making sure that our constitutional freedoms are intact because if they're not, we have no future. We have no future if this all falls and burns. You know, you know what I think it is? Or tonight. The people who are aligned with like Antifa on the left and the people who would vote for Joe Biden, they, they think, first of all, they have, they have no idea what's really going on. Because mm -hmm. I think if any of them spent any amount of time researching, watching videos and watching a Trump speech, they'd be like, hey, wait a minute. That wasn't true. Yep. And that would change their, their, their view. All they know is things are scary. And they're being threatened. And so they've built this worldview. But if they change that, it'll take a lot of work and it'll increase their risk. And they don't want to do that. That's why you have that bug-eyed woman screaming at the black woman about how she's the only one who can stop racism or whatever. <laughs> they, 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 it's, it's, I guess uh, it's almost hysterical. It's like a hysteria among many of these people. Yeah. So you get the average person who's watched a YouTube video, who reads the news, and they're going to have a more moderate view of things. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's one you know, one thing we talk about, like why, why I'm, I'm hopeful having so many people watch shows like this and listen, you know, listening to me, because I'm just kind of like, I think, I think the whole thing is dude chill, you know? I, I think, uh, you, know, you know Fleckas? 
Mm-hmm. He, he's, he, he had a great line way back when that's like stuck with me. Trump's not that bad. Mm-hmm. He's like asking people like, hey, Trump's kind of bad, right? And they're like, yeah, but he's not that bad, right? Yeah. And then people would laugh and be like, yeah, he's not that bad. I'm like, yep. that's an amazing line to explain to people. Chill, dude. Yeah. Trump isn't dropping nukes. He's not. There's no there's no camps like this stuff's made up mm-hmm. or if, or if it did exist, it was like Obama was doing these things, too. And we need to reform this stuff. But Trump is not the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. They think he is. But that's why I told you earlier, Tim. I don't think you realize what you mean to people. Oh, yeah. Because you're, you're, so, you're so in the middle where people can relate to you on so many levels. But what's important about that, Tim, is you're like Anakin Skywalker, bro. <laughs> I'm like Darth you're, Vader you're, now. You're, you're going you're gonna to bring yes. balance to the force. That's not a good thing. You know, but you just got to make sure that he you don't go actually, towards the dark side. Yeah, you know? there you go. I'm not saying you are Anakin. <laughs> I said you're like Anakin, right? And I'm being serious. I'm being dead serious right now. In the culture, what you mean right now, what this show means right now is so, to bring balance so to you're, everyone. You're, right you're now. saying, all I got to do is kill a bunch of kids and I'll get supreme power? Oh, they're going to cut that up. That's headline oh, news. Oh, please, it's a Star don't, Wars. Don't slaughter the Padawans, Tim. That's right. Come on, Tim. Okay, don't slaughter like, the Padawans. I will not let Be him. what Just Anakin was meant to be, Tim. No, no, Anakin was meant to destroy the Jedi. Yeah. That what was it, don't they say this in the Revenge of the Sith that perhaps they misread the prophecy? Mm-hmm. He was going to bring balance to the Force by getting rid of almost every Jedi. He's in the middle. Oh, no, because there were only two Sith and there were thousands of Jedi. Mm-hmm. Balance yeah. meant the rule of two. Yeah, balance meant you can't create more Sith. You can only get rid of Jedi. Yep. And he did. Mm-hmm. Well, the Emperor did. Yep. So, so let me ask you, man. You're riding in a car with these Antifa people. What, what, what is it like? Are they normal people? Are they like, you want Taco Bell, bro? And you're like, yeah, let me get a number two. Well, well, my, or, <laughs> or are they screaming like, when we get to Taco Bell, man, I'm going to punch Trump. Oh, man. They're very calm and collective before they're going to go and riot. Yeah. When I was in the car, they're like, you good, bro? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. They're like, where, uh, where, uh, where, where's everyone at? I'm like, oh, they're over on that other street. Like, all right, let's go. Let's go. And they're just very calm. They're very collected. But whenever they see police, it's like their brains break. This is like, you know, they go like Super Saiyan 3, you know, like literally (laughs) Super Saiyan 3. How many people get that reference? You know, I'm sure sure thousands of people get (laughs) that reference, dude. Like they completely change. Their hair grows. Their hair grows, you know. Turns gold like yours. It turns gold. And, you know, I'm sorry to my viewers about the gold hair. There's a reason for it. I can't tell you why. Okay, but secret. You're going Super Saiyan. It's the whole thing. But they, they do. They do. They literally just change. They change into these crazy people because they're emboldened when they're in groups and they see police officers and it just sets them off. And it's like they have like these they, they like have orgasms, dude, like when they see it and, and, and when they're ready to just go in on it. That's what they do. Like they just love it too much. It's it, it gives them a sense of purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I've talked about this before. You know, I have, <laughs> I have, I have a segment about it. I this think, is why they want to kill me, dude. The stuff I'm telling you guys tonight is like... All these state secrets. It's totally true, but Top I'm saying secret. it in a way that's comical, but you guys need to take it serious too. For because sure. Because there's a reason why um, they're being... In, they're, 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 they're investigated. There's a reason. They are dangerous. I mean, yeah. Look, we got Commander Red curling in the fetal position and crying when he gets arrested. Why are they releasing his flame? Yeah. Yeah, even though he had a flamethrower. I'll tell you, man, it's funny. We left this Commander Red guy, but they let him go. Yeah. They're like, he jumped bail. Mm-hmm. Let's bail him out again. Cool. That is, and, and for a lower number. Mm-hmm. No wonder this, this stuff keeps happening. Do you see what, you see what they just did with the state police in, in Oregon? Mm-hmm. They deputized them federally. Wow. You know what that means? Wow. You get arrested by a state trooper in Oregon. 
it goes to the federal attorneys. There you go. You're getting locked up. Yeah. Dude, people don't realize this, man. See, but that's the thing is we've gotten so far away in our culture from consequence and accountability, right? Where people, when they don't see consequence, they're not held accountable. If they know that there will be no consequence to any kind of action, right? Whether it's digital, whether it's in the real world, whatever it is, that emboldens me to go and do something. Because if I know, if I'm Antifa, you know, I'm living in my mom's basement, right? And I'm collecting those Trump stimulus checks. That's probably what's like funding a lot of these guys. <laughs> um, if I'm living like that, and I'm now emboldened, if I know if I go out there and I could throw a Molotov cocktail at a courthouse and I'm going to get a slap on the wrist, they'll probably let me out within the next two hours. Yep. I'm going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. They're bored. It's, it's, there, there's no purpose anymore, yeah. right? Think about the, 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 the European colonists who are all like, yo, let's get on this boat and then spend three months at sea where half, you know, a good, a good portion of people will die and we'll just get chucked overboard. And then when we finally make it to that shore, there's nothing there. And they're like, yeah, and they high five and they bring their families. I'm like, wow. People are crazy. It's crazy. (laughs) The amount of risk. Dude, you're going to die. You know what's crazy to me is I I, I was reading uh, uh, when I was at Glenn Beck's studio. He has these really old newspapers mounted on the wall. Mm. And one of them talks about how there's uh, a, a guy was outside of a bar, like a cigar bar or something. And some random dude walked up, put a gun in his chest and pulled the trigger. Wow. And I just like for no reason, it was, it was like an old story from the 1800s. And I'm like, you know, a lot of these things still kind of happen today, especially in Chicago, like random shootings. But when I, when I look back, a lot of this old stuff, man, they were, people were really willy nilly with their lives. Mm. Like for me, I'm very much like, I, I've grown quite fond of living. I'd like to make sure that carries on. But I read these stories about people who are like, we're going to get on this boat. We're going to be gone for three months, likely starve or die of dehydration, maybe get scurvy. And then those of us that make it have nothing but harsh realities of no food. That was that was like people did it, mm-hmm. and they came to they came they came to the North, North America. Some people did bad stuff. A lot of people did bad stuff, and then they started building things. Today, nobody wants to do that. Yeah. So these 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 antifa types have no purpose. Yeah. In their minds, they have this vision. Here's what I imagine. It's you know imagine you know a hundred years. People don't realize about the colonial era, whatever you want, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. 1492, Columbus sails the ocean blue. We were, it was hundreds of years of, uh, you know, of settlement in, in North America. It was a really, really, really long time before there was the American Revolution and, you know, this country was formed. Yep. But I have to imagine there's somebody sitting in London in like 16 something or maybe like early 1700s being like man this image of making it across the ocean it's a dangerous journey it's difficult it's expensive and you're going to be an indentured servant you have, and you and you you're imagining this great open world of endless freedom and discovery just swaths of land and people haven't even made it to the other side of the continent yet mm-hmm. you're like all this discovery waiting there for me it's a beautiful utopian view of adventure and life and opportunity and so they take that risk yeah. They get on that boat. They make it. Today, you've got a bunch of Antifa sitting in their mom's basements, and I'm purposely being, you know, disrespectful. And they're they're imagining in their heads that great journey yep. is tearing down the government and creating the communist utopia. Yep. But there is no country to go to. Yep. They there there there's, there is no communist utopia. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you get you got you get somebody sitting in there, in, you know, in, in the 1700s in London, being like, "I want to make it to Atlantis." You're like, bro, if you get on that boat looking for Atlantis, you're going to die because there's no Atlantis. And then who knows where you'll end up? Mm -hmm. You know know what ends up happening? You get on a boat right now looking for Atlantis. You're going to run out of food. 
and you're going to end up in some on some if you get lucky enough on a deserted island running out of resources and life's going to suck. Mm-hmm. That's what the far left is doing. Yeah. They think they're driving us towards the great lost city of Atlantis, this beautiful utopia. Instead, they're driving everything into a crater where we're all we're all going to suffer. Yeah, and that's history repeating itself. Yeah, because it's happened once, it's happened twice, it's happened multiple times in history. But right now, what's different is the United States of America and our constitutional republic is being used against itself. It is very, very strategically and yeah. very, very successfully, mm-hmm. because a lot of people will say, "Well, it's 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 my First Amendment right to you know stand outside and and call for you know the murder of Trump supporters." That that's where we're going right now, and it's now. not, and but, it's not, know. but that's where we are right now in 2020. You see what uh, the New York Times ran a story about a reporter who who left the Kenosha News because he was upset the way they framed a story about a man issuing threats at a peaceful protest. That's what they said. Hmm. The guy at the peaceful protest was the guy who said, if they take one of ours, we take one of theirs. Wow. He was threatening to kill people and inciting people to kill. And the New York Times called that a peaceful protest. Isn't that a gang line? I guess. If they take one of ours, yeah. we take two of theirs. I have a question for you. Yeah. Because I couldn't figure this one out. A peaceful protest. How would you describe a peaceful protest? Well, I think according to the First Amendment, we have the First Amendment right to peacefully protest and to express our grievances, right, to the federal government, local government. It um, says peaceably assemble. Peacefully it, it assemble. It doesn't say anything else. Peacefully I, assemble, right? Yeah, regents of grievances is a separate, separate clause. Yeah, So, but together, that's kind of what the culture of American protesting is, right? That's kind of well, so, where so we derive d- from it. But describe, so describe I would pe- say a group of people, right, that are rallying, that are not out to commit arson or loot or commit any kind of violence, that want to express their First Amendment right of free speech, to express what they want to say. Obviously, if it's not inciting violence, murder, killing people, anything like that, um, that is obviously strategic, that's planned, that's uh, kind of like in a location where, you know, it's, it's not going to turn into something violent well, so people so are going to get killed. How about this? It's a it's a bunch of ladies with pussy hats <laughs> walking around Washington D.C. waving little signs, yep. and then they go home. Mm-hmm. Okay, peaceful protest, right? Yep. How would you describe a riot? A riot is when violence begins to take over, where people are completely unhinged and they're ready. They're ready to commit arson. They're ready to vandalize. They're ready in the name of a message. They they surrender speech and they move to violent action. So, so they're smashing things, starting yes. fires, mm-hmm. maybe fires, maybe mm-hmm. rocks bring, being thrown. Okay. Yeah. What would you call it if a group of people are rallying while calling for the death of their enemies? I would call that... Is it, it's not a riot. I would call that ISIS. It's not a peaceful protest. I would call that the Taliban. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. But, it, but it's not a protest. It's not a riot. Mm-hmm. But it's not... It's like... I would call that terrorism. Well, so that's what they were doing in Kenosha. Yeah. They were, they were rallying... Peacefully in the sense that they weren't burning things down, but a dude literally gets up and was like, yo, we're going to kill people. Yeah. And so this guy was like, well, don't tell people that. He said it was one voice in a sea of other voices. I'm like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. The dude stood up and said it. And then within hours, you know, this, this guy got executed in Portland. Yeah. I lived, I lived on that street in New York where the guy said, the black supremacist said, you take one of ours, we take two of yours. And then he killed two cops. It was an Asian cop and a Latino cop. I lived on that block. I look out my window. I'm like, there it is right down the street. So I've, I've heard that language before. Mm-hmm. What do we call that? What do we do? Do we just arrest that guy? Do we break up the assembly? Do we say it's an unlawful assembly because it's no longer peaceful if you're making death threats? Yeah, I think that kind of speech isn't protected under the First Amendment. Definitely if not. If you're calling for the murder of somebody, if you're calling for the harm of somebody, um, like for instance, you can't jump up in a theater and, and say fire. You can't. You, you can't, can't actually. You, you can. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't know this. 
Because I used to say the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. Yeah. Apparently, that got overturned. Wow. Yeah. As of recent? Oh, uh, no. Long, long okay, time ago. Wow. So, so a lot of people think that you can't. Mm-hmm. You can yell fire in a crowded theater. You can't yell, go set a fire. Gotcha. Or, you know. Uh, a call to action. Of yeah. Something that can put people's, innocent people's you lives can't, in danger. I think right? you can't threaten. Gotcha. You're going to do it. You can't tell someone to or how. Yeah. But I think, I'm pretty sure you can. Now, obviously, there are still some restrictions. Like, can't, you can't yell bomb on a plane or something like yeah, that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think in, in that regard, that theoretically, and this is one of the biggest challenge of, challenges of constitutional law, mm-hmm. a cop's just going to arrest you for disorderly conduct. Yeah. Like, what does that even mean, disorderly conduct? Mm-hmm. They want to arrest you, they can arrest you. Yeah. So if you're marching around, waving, I guess you could sue, theoretically, but disorderly is, is a, such a low-tier slap on the wrist charge. Mm-hmm. You're, it's probably going to get thrown out because they're going to be like, oh, they did nothing. You, you're not going to jail or anything. You got a slap on the wrist. There's no record. So it, it, it is difficult. But anyway, well, yeah, that was the point. You can, but I don't know if you want to finish. No, there's just, there's just touchy. They're touchy subjects. And I just I, I want to give an example as to how the First Amendment could be easily subverted in this kind of way. When you're out in Portland, right, and I'm sure you've probably dealt with this in the past, they masquerade as press. Antifa was totally. press passes. They masquerade. Uh, they hide themselves under the First Amendment. They claim to be press, but they're absolutely not. They are just agents there to get in the middle of the police. They're just there to protect and to uh, provide cover for some of the rioters behind. Yep. And sometimes these press, they'll actually throw rocks. They'll throw things totally. at police. They'll challenge police. Or but, de-arrest. But here's the result. The result is guys like me, guys like you, that are genuinely there to cover it, the police don't know who's who. You could be wearing a press badge, you could be wearing anything, the police don't know who's who. So I myself, I've been hit pretty hard, man, by cops, dude. Like I've been batoned very hard. And I don't blame the police, but that's a subversion of the First Amendment because they have no idea who's out there. Right. But they're successfully doing this to our constitution and i think that's a good example as to how it could be subverted they're already doing it but there's so many other things that they can do but this is just uh one successful subversion of our first amendment that antifa does on a nightly basis have you been arrested not yet i've been uh, ready for it though i've been i've been tear gassed a ton of pepper spray tons of times but it's you know you just don't scream at cops you don't scream in their faces you don't insult them I, I, you have to try and understand who these people are and what they're doing and why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. I remember I was at, um, I think it's Washington Square Park in New York, and there was a line of cops because they closed the park at night and kicked all the protesters out. And there was this dude screaming in the face of a cop, and I was watching him do it. And then after he like finally got tired screaming, and like, I was standing around with a bunch of people, I asked him, I was like, why are you screaming at that guy? Like, why are you, what, 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 you were screaming like, whose side are you on? And you know, the, your, your, your boss hates you and you're supporting the, the, the elites or whatever. And the guy was like, well, he needs to learn, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, do you know that guy was thinking the whole time you were yelling? I just want to go home and watch. I TiVo'd, you know, I got DVR of the game. Man, it's, it's the, 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 you know, the Yankees played or whatever. I just want to watch that. Lay back in my chair and I'm going to crack a beer. While you're screaming, that's the only thing he's thinking. He's tuned you out. He doesn't know or care what you're talking about. It's not in his world. He's never heard this before, and he's not going to care. And he's really going to be, you know, uninterested, disinterested in this, these future topics because you scream in his face. Yeah. I'll tell you what. You walk up to him and say, how's it going, man? Appreciate everything you do. Thanks for being here. I look, you know, I, I'd love to chat with any of you guys whenever you have, you have time. Have a nice day. And you will be 100 times more likely to actually have someone willing to listen, be, be willing to listen to you. Yep. 
it, it's it's like look you can't walk up to somebody and say something dumb like start preaching about you know critical race theory or whatever. they're not going to listen to you mm-hmm. you just say you're just trying to be you're trying to understand what they're thinking to better figure out how to navigate the circumstance so when you're in a riot and you got a bunch of cops and they're marching and yelling move you move yep. and you put your hands up and you start moving as fast as possible and i see journalists who scream like, I got a first amendment right. You can't tell me what to do. And then they get like shoved to the ground and they get arrested. Yeah. The cop can't hear you, dude. Yeah. There's everyone, every other cop is screaming, move, mm-hmm. move. Mm-hmm. And they're clearing this out. There's people throwing bottles. They're trying to watch the line of people who yeah. are throwing things at them. And you're going, in their yep. face. And they just throw you down. They arrest you. Yep. And then guess what? The next day you get released. The charges get dropped. They say, sorry for arresting you. You're a journalist. You shouldn't have been standing there. Yep. Because one of the main things that the police will look for is if you are listening to instruction. Because if yeah. you're not, then you're a threat in the moment. Especially if you're standing in the middle of a, of a, of a riot between police and the rioters. Like, as a journalist, dude, there are grifters out there, Tim. You know yeah. they are. But right now in Portland, dude, I've had grifters come up to me, you know, the day after I was physically assaulted uh, by Antifa, literally come up from behind me and start saying my name. Like, these are dudes that take selfies in front of the courthouse not covering their face. And then the next day, they'll come up behind me and be like, hey, Drew, you can't respond to my text messages or you can't respond to me on Instagram. Like straight grifters, dude, that raise money to go to Portland just to do this. That, and I know my my buddies will side with me on this, stuff like that could get me killed. Yep. Because if Antifa's out there, I'm like, oh, hey, Drew's right here. Yep. Put it on Twitter. That's it. That's why I I couldn't go anymore. Yeah. Because they would start putting up forums being like, track him down. Yep. And so even though there was a delay on my feed, they'd be like, we know where he's at. Yeah. Go find him. Yep. But the grifters, man, grifters, don't be playing games, man. Don't, don't think like this is not a game. It's literally not a game. It's not funny. It's, I mean, I know we joke about certain things, but if you think that you're just going to come out here and, you know, catch some clout, you better think again, man, because these people are serious. They're organized. Yeah. They're extremely Well, now organized. a dude, now it's, it's escalated to that point. They killed yeah. the dude. Yeah. We're going to take some super chats, bro. Get Let's some questions. Yes. But first, what's your uh, what's your Twitter handle? You guys can find me at Lives Matter Show on Twitter, uh, YouTube, Lives Matter, Instagram, Lives Matter Official, and Parlor, and Facebook, Lives Matter, even though I hate Facebook. Yes. And you, you, do you primarily just cover on-the-ground stuff? Yes. Uh, I mean, I got into this game with men-on-the-street stuff, uh, but the game changed because I think people just want to see what's going on, you know, in real time at riots and protests. Right. Uh, so that's kind of like uh, been my thing right now. Especially in the past uh, several months, it's been going crazy. Yep. So I definitely have cited you numerous times. Thank you. Uh, Elijah, Andy No, of course. Yeah. Well, Andy, for the most part, I guess they, they've kind of like threatened him out of the streets, right? Yeah. Like the violence against him is so intense that I've been telling Andy, Andy, if you're watching, bro, I know you think I'm joking, but I've told you countless times, get a battle tank. <laughs> like you need your yes. own, you need your own battle tank. I can like, we, I've been calling it the Andy Nobile. Boom. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, dude, if you show up Andy to a protest in an Andy Nobile, dude, major flex but yes. like a little one like a little tank yeah. that just covers his body yeah, and he has like we could a, a crowdsource it we can go fund it plastic yeah, and he's just driving imagine, around can you imagine andy known and andy nobile i can yeah covering lies. no but look 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 this is uh the, the the lies and smears against andy the attacks against him are are designed to make sure he can't do his job because yep. he was so effective at it mm-hmm. and he still is effective mm-hmm. and now they're trying to claim he's stealing videos by retweeting people yep. it's like uh-huh. dude he retweeted you it doesn't work that way if you yep. want to put the and then i love it when they're like i deleted my video because andy no tweeted it it's yep. like wait okay. it's twitter dude yeah and so, people say things about andy you know because i'm going to defend my friend 
Like Andy is one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my life. Like he's took, he's taken the time to hang out with me. He's taken the time, you know, to, to feed me certain times, you know, like when he didn't have to, you know, he's taken the time to take a guy like me and just kind of like really be there for me as yeah, a friend. He's you a know? good dude. He's a, he's a, he's an honestly good dude. And a lot of these guys, these journalists, these hardcore left wingers that smear him in the media, like shame on you guys. Like he's a genuinely nice dude. But it's because they're, they're cultists. Yep. They're part of the it's a religion. Look, man, we really are in a dangerous time, but I'm 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 fairly convinced that the overwhelming majority of people in this country do not align with this cult like ideology. Nope. But it is expanding rapidly. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Yeah. So we well, let's take some super chats. Yes. Bef- uh, before we do, make sure you follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Parlor at Timcast. You can check out my other channels on YouTube, Timcast and Timcast News. You can search for them; they'll pop up, I guess. But we got some super chats first. We got Jay Mack. He says. Some of the best in-depth criticisms of modern movies come from Mahler. He does funny videos called Unbridled Rage, but also more serious deep dives that are really helpful for anyone interested in the medium or just in storytelling. Cool. Let's see. We got uh, great job. This is from G. He says, I'm from Canada. Know you because of Crowder. Disconnected from US MSM. It is clear to me that your upcoming election will determine if the USA remains the land of the free, proud men, or becomes Western China. So I hope on November 3rd, the USA will turn red and no red mirage. It's really funny to say turn red because, you know, commies are red. But, you know, that's the way it is. Mm. It was funny when the red a- army. Do you remember when AOC was like, we're going to flip this seat red? Yeah. Uh, and everyone yes. was like, that's Republican. No, in her mind, it was communist. It was socialist, Whoa. you know? Right. Yikes. What was that guy's flip. name earlier? Antifa guy? Oh, the commander. Red commander. Commander Red. Yeah, oh, yeah, commander, yeah. Red. Oh, commander Red. Commander Red. Commander Red. Central. <laughs> also, oh if you haven't smashed that like button, there's a ton of people you smashed. We got we got cut off earlier. The stream died yeah, we for recovered. some reason. we recovered. Look at that. That's oh, gee, crazy. I wonder why. I know. Spitting truth bombs. Yeah, spitting. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. You get Drew on the show and he starts telling all the truth about Antifa and then Commander Red shows up and just <laughs> cuts the line. Nukes, nukes commander it. Red, leader of the Red Army. Please forgive us. All right. David Walker says, many crimes have, been, have an intellectual and physical component. That can be done by different people. So if someone yells, kill him to a crowd, they are also considered to have killed the person, even though they didn't do it personally. That's really interesting. All right, let's go back to some of these earlier super chats. From, we got um, Loof Waff says, the reason Tim don't want the right to protest is because the left will use anything as propaganda. We need to continue being tolerant, guys. So I'm not going to say what, what people should or shouldn't do. I just want to be very, very clear. If they're going to go out and protest, well, so be it. I'm not the boss of anybody. I'm just going to tell you, if the Proud Boys go, yep. it will be really, really bad for Trump and the right and the left will win. Yep. Something so, will happen. Right. It, 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 it's so easy. To, if, so they could yell the like, I'm, I can, I'm not going to say anything. I could imagine 50 million scenarios where they could easily force one Proud Boy into a situation where he has no choice. And that's exactly what it's. it's and then boom. Are you kidding? They could make the OK sign yeah. and the whole thing. No, I'm, I'm, I'm like, talking about Charlottesville. Yeah. They, they could force... They could easily do something where a proud boy has no choice but to defend himself. Yep. And they've got their camera people waiting and ready. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You're like Dr. Strange. You're just, you know, a million scenarios. That's yeah. true. 14, 14 million. 14 million. Ardwick says they're not defunding the cities. They're just reallocating funds to other oh, cities. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd, I, I, would, I would like that. I would love that. Yep. Stephen Arns says paramedic from Grand Rapids, Michigan. $2 million in damage and multiple cop cars burned in riots. No mainstream coverage at all. I didn't know Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids? had rioting. Oh, I gotta look that up. That's crazy. Because I got friends who live there. I had no idea that happened. Grumpy says, live in Portland, we'll be journalizing Proud Boys protest, even in peril. 
will make sure to capture everything I can. Hope I can show full spectrum. But the mainstream media will ignore evidence so that if a proud boy gets attacked, they will not show it. Yep. They won't do it. And then and there's a lot of normal people like normies that just wouldn't, won't see it. BD says, if Trump is worse than World War II Third Reich leader, yeah, you two blocked that word. <laughs> oh. <laughs> really? Does that oh, mean funny. he is like Stalin? <laughs> Keep getting those Fs in chat. Individualist says, chant Black Lives Matter when one riots unfairly, tags blacks as responsible. It's a Marxist thing. Never say BLM. Uh, it is a deflection. They are Antifa. I disagree. Black Lives Matter is a national organization with funding, and they defend the actions of these individuals on the ground. It is a centralized group carrying out acts of violence. Now, the individuals who are going are semi-decentralized, but they have overt public support for major corporations. Yeah. So I would ask these companies like the Boston Red Sox, they put the big black, lives, the NBA, NBA. So Black Lives Matter, you've got people marching around chanting Black Lives Matter, being defended by the Black Lives Matter organization, burning buildings and destroying things. You've also got people saying they're avowed racists. Is it normal for the NBA to take the advice and support avowed racists? Why does the NBA, NBA support racism? I look forward to hearing your answers. Frank, Jakubiak uh, says Google is not letting you post a super chat about the 9-11 tribute. I'm not surprised, man. It sounds like that sounds like uh, uh, Google. Georgie Georgiev says, hello, Tim. Should the people from the right middle just lay lay down and be kicked? I understand your logic. Why should we not retaliate? But still, those people keep burning and hurting people. Should we let that happen? No, law enforcement should deal with it. When I haven't read the full, you know, Art of War from Sun Tzu, but I tell you this, man, it is better. Look, here's what I used to tell the Occupy Wall Street people. The ninjas would target somebody and take them out. Mm -hmm. They could be in the middle of a village and they would be wearing regular like, you know, merchant clothes or whatever. They'd find their target. Done. Efficient. Over. They didn't care about any games. It was win by any means necessary. And I actually know the history of ninjas, so I'm probably getting part of it wrong. The general idea, though, is... You're not going to storm through the front gates thinking you're going to take over. You need, you need to be strategic. Yep. Whenever I play Fallout, you, you ever play Fallout? Mm -hmm. When I play Fallout in Skyrim, you know what I always pick? Mm. Sneak, bow and arrow, or in terms of Fallout, sniper. Sniper. Because my whole game is slow, strategic, methodical. I don't need, I don't need uh, uh, stim packs in Fallout. You know why? Because I take out all the, the super mutants before I even get into the building. I walk up in the front. I'm from a far away. I don't got to worry about it. if they see me. I'm on a hilltop. They can't get me. Yep. Smart. Yep. So you can say you don't want them to get away with it. But is the appropriate response to run in screaming? You know, no, absolutely not. That would be like sending in a weakened force into the enemy territory where you know you're going to get wiped out. It's a suicide mission. You need to think about winning the war, not the battle. Yeah. Exactly. So as many other people have said, if you do want to win, what you do is... How, what's the real fight here? The, the fight here is for the hearts and minds of the people to convince them you're not the bad guys. They're the bad guys. If you want to go out and march through their town and it's going to agitate people, congratulations. They're going to be like, that's the bad guys. They came to our town. Mm -hmm. They're going to propagandize and they're going to manipulate. But if you say back and say, we don't want it. We don't want any, any trouble. We, we, we respect that people are kind of, you know, tense over this and we're going to we're going to lay back and we're going to go protest out in, in a rural area, in an open field and assert our, our expression. People are going to be like, I respect that. Thank you. Yeah. Like, you got to think about it this way. If someone told me Antifa was coming to my neighborhood, I'd be really, really agitated. I'd be like, I don't want these people here. What is going on? These people are violent. If someone told me the Proud Boys were coming to my neighborhood, you know, my response is going to be oh, Antifa is going to show up if they come here. Why are they coming here? 
Regular people are thinking this right now. They're thinking, why are they coming to my neighborhood? I get it, though. I get it. I'm, I'm not saying you guys do what you want to do. I'm not here to tell anybody what to do. I respect the right to protest. But I'm just saying, think about what happens after you do this. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care what anybody does, as long as you don't be violent. I know Antifa will be violent. They should be the ones blamed for it all. I think law enforcement should deal with it 100%. Cirilio says, what are the odds that the BLM mobs harassing diners would see the air of their ways if they were stood up by a German migrant yelling, I'm not going to read that. <laughs> they wouldn't. The Hylian Juggalo says, if Tim Pool is the hero of time, Pelosi is the demonic spirit haunting the Majora's Mask cartridge. <laughs> Democrats shouldn't have done this. Here's 20 bucks for listening to my cringe. I love it. Let's see. Let's uh, we'll jump up. We, we have a bunch here. Iceman says, thank you for all the amazing journalism you have done over the years. I have learned a lot from you guys over the years, but I've been watching especially close recently. Today, I ordered a bulletproof vest. I'm scared they will come tear down my town. I don't believe they will come to every town, but I believe it's possible they come to your town. Yeah. Like Kenosha. Who would have thought Kenosha, man? Never heard of it before. This. Yeah, I, I've heard of it because I'm from Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I was like, really? Kenosha? That proves you could live in, in the middle of rural Nebraska and some crazy serial killers running around, you know, killing your farm animals. And when the cops stop him, it makes national news. The cops killed the guy. Oh, he was unarmed, yep. but with a knife. Yeah, and, and and now all of a sudden, everyone is in love with the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. Everyone is in love with body armor. Mm-hmm. Everyone is in love with protecting themselves. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got uh, some some high level body armor. Yep. Because if that does happen, but what what if uh, what have two way acti- uh, uh, activists advocates been saying for years? This exactly was, hey, this. What, this could happen. Yeah, this can this happen. Could happen. Mm-hmm. No one listened. Yeah, and it's funny when the when the left would say things like. Because like, do you really think that if a tyrannical government took over, you could stop them with your guns? It's like, first of oh, all, like, like the Ben Shapiro, uh, Pierce Morgan interview, right? What was that? Remember when they were going back and forth and Pierce Morgan was like, you honestly believe that a tyrannical government is going to overthrow the United States of America? And Ben's like, that's what the Second Amendment is written for. Yes. That's why you want a gun? Yes. And, and, and he's like, I, and Pierce Morgan's like, I don't care. You bring your little book in here. And Ben's like, that's the Constitution of the United States of America. Wow. <laughs> you see, but, but, I didn't but, say that. But this is where we are right now, where we're looked at. We're, we are being looked at as being stupid yep. because I really take serious and am grateful for my Second Amendment right. The Second Amendment is not just to defend yourself in your home. The Second Amendment is for that reason, to defend yourself to form a militia, right? From what? A tyrannical government. I, I, it doesn't say that. It doesn't. It doesn't say tyrannical government. I okay. think you're right, though. Yeah. So, but that's one of the issues. Okay. It, so uh, I, don't, I don't have it pulled up, but it's, you know, the, uh, a free state, mm-hmm. yada, yada. Think about the, the greater context of what it means to keep your country free. It's, all, it's external and internal threats. Mm-hmm. It, doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean a tyrannical government. It could mean a violent, insurgent communist uprising. We have a right to defend ourselves from crazy people who would do us harm and violate our rights. Yeah. The, 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 this country is predicated upon we have rights bestowed upon us. End of story. Yep. The government does not grant them. And if you try and take them away, we have a right to defend ourselves. Yep. Ah, I love this country, man. Yep. You, you, people, you just go to these other countries, dude. Just, I'd love to take a lot of these people and be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you go visit just any one of these countries. Is, I, I just, I, there's, there's probably 170 countries you can go to where you're going to be unhappy. Yep. And some of them are, par- are fairly wealthy. But like Brazil, for instance, no free speech. 
Yep. You could say something offensive, they lock you up. So when Antifa shows up there and they start preaching about their stupid ideas, a cop could come and arrest them mm-hmm. and be like, whoa, whoa, you can't say that. People are mad at you. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm preaching social justice. We don't care. So It's against the social order. I think that um, the freedom that we have in the U.S. is kind of contains the seeds of its own destruction. And I wonder if Drew would agree with me on this because we're so free and we're able to say whatever the heck we want that we're able to introduce these awful ideas. So you have complete freedom of speech. So you yep. get, get the chance to stand up tall and just tell everyone horrible ideas that lead to the unraveling of our country. Totally agree. But the I, answer, the answer to bad speech isn't censorship it's more speech it's better speech yes right right it's better ideas it's more compelling it's more logical it's more reasonable it's more lawful ideas in speech you see but the left wants to censor right yep you know because they can't win the idea because they can't win the idea absolutely because they they can't win the argument they can't they can't hang in an intellectual argument of what is true what is right? What's the right thing to do? So what's, what's, what do they result to? Just shut them up. I, I, I was having an argument with a friend who said that healthcare was a human right. Mm-hmm. And I said, how, is, how do you have a right to someone else's labor? Mm. And they couldn't answer it. So they wow. just come back with, do you think that pe- are, are you saying that people should just die then and go into bankruptcy because of healthcare? And I said, no. I'm asking you, how, how, what makes you think you have a right to someone else's labor? Yeah. You want to argue services, yeah, like a government service. That's not a right. Yeah. The post office, you have, you have no right to the post office. <laughs> if you walk into the post office, you start screaming and swearing, they'll kick you out. Yeah. But what about my rights? I have a right. No, you don't. You can use the service same as everybody else. You can pay for the service. Our tax dollars go to plumbing. You have no, you have no right to tear up the ground and, and rip up the plumbing. But I pay for this plumbing. Shut up. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> you don't have a right to go to a doctor and be like, I would like you to perform health care on me. And he's going to be like, get out. Nope, you can't do that. It's a right. Mm. Perform health care no. on me. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yes. Perform health care on me. That's what they call it. Yeah. Doctor. Do health care at me. Do health care. <laughs> give, me, give me health care, sir. One, one health care, please. <laughs> yes. Yep. They can kick you out. Yep. It's voluntary. You have no right to these things. Yeah. The rights we have for the... I, I, I don't know what you... I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there. You get the idea. We have a lot of negative rights. You can't tell me I can't say things, you know, within reason. But asserting that you have a right to someone else's business, when you get into these, when I get into these conversations, they have no answers for them. Yeah. When Bernie Sanders says healthcare is a human right, it's not. It's it, because if you were in the middle of the woods, you have no access to healthcare. Mm-hmm. No one can guarantee it for you. So there, there are there are certain things we can argue that should be provided, mm-hmm. but can't be guaranteed. Fresh running water, clean water. Some places have a law where if I walk into your store and say I need water, you got to give it to me. Places like Arizona have that mm. for obvious reasons. You could die, but you might not be able to get water still. Mm. You might find all the stores are closed. You have no right to the water. So it's, 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 I'm sure there's an argument there where they can say you do have a right, but can't get physical access. Sure. Fine. But you yeah. get the point. C. Niff says, perfect example of what a peaceful protest is where 2 million South Koreans got together and at a festival where they advocated for the dismissal of their own president, which actually worked playing devil's advocate. Why can't BLM or Antifa do this? Well, they could, but they don't want to because they don't want reform and you would get reform. They want revolution. Nothing less. Connor Outlaw says, Tim, as a recruit division commander, USN drill instructor, I have seen young men and women come together as a team regardless of race or cultural differences. The racism the media pushes is a lie. I agree. Yeah, you got, got a common goal. They want people to be racist. Yep. It's, it, you know, I was thinking about this. I'm like, my family ha- uh, has stories about 
the civil rights, you know, the life in the country before civil rights and all this stuff. And I've talked about it in the show. And I'm like, wow, we sure have come a long way where my grandparents were fleeing because of these miscegenation laws. It was illegal for them to be, be together. And now here I am, their grandson, successful, prominent political commentary and cultural show. It wouldn't have been possible back then. Mm. Now it's just not even, it doesn't, doesn't even matter. Like people make fun of me when I bring up mixed race because it matters so little and it's silly that I bring it up. But the left is making it an issue. They're bringing all of these things yep. back. And I started thinking, why, why are they changing the definition of racism? Because there's not overt racism to point out as much. Mm-hmm. So, you know, back in the day, you'd be like, look at this store banning people. Well, nobody does that anymore. So they need that wedge issue to incite divisions between people and manipulate minorities into voting for them. Yep. So they keep changing the definition to fan the flames. Yep. And now racism has become this insane, like, I can't even, I don't even know what, what people think racism is at this point. Yeah. Because now they're saying like, there was an article, I think it was the Huffington Post, I'm not sure. It said, black men are the white people of black people. Yeah. Do you ever see that article? Yeah. It's, it's getting to the point where they're like, we need a way to define privilege. Privilege. So now like the word white just means like, well, privileged. in Los Angeles the other day, right? The shooting that took place, uh, some blue check dude on Twitter literally went to Twitter a couple hours after and he started calling the police officer that was Hispanic, a white Hispanic. Right. Yep. There that was, that was, that was, I'm not going to say the guy's name. I don't want to give him any. Yeah. I mean, that's like inciting race. Yeah. It's race yeah. baiting. Literally race baiting. Yeah. And can you believe the people that go on Twitter and, and start yelling that Sean King is white? It's like, come on, <laughs> man. I know, right? Come on. It gets clicks. It gets clicks. It makes money. Um, it gives them political fuel for elections and minorities. They just buy it, you know, and I have to say, like for the Hispanic community, um, 2016, I think the Hispanics were definitely being utilized as political but, pawns. I think 2020 right now, it's definitely the black community for sure. Well, so so do you think Trump is doing well among Latinos and the black? I, I think we, we talked about the black community in the polls. Mm-hmm. But what do you think about the Latino community? I think, well, right now, I think as of 2020, the Latino vote will be the largest vote in American history. Um, I'd have to really? look at some certain oh, that's polls, right? Yeah. right? I'd, have there, to, yeah. I'd have to look at some certain polls. Um, but I know that the Latino communities are waking up to the realities and the lies that they've been told, right? Like we, we everybody you, feels that like way. You, you know? Like you said earlier, right? What won me over with Trump was the human trafficking, yeah. was the border situation. Why? Because I didn't want open borders, and I didn't want my country to become like Germany with just complete open borders and everything is overrun and overthrown. But as a as a as a Hispanic person, the situation at the border with human trafficking, there are there are Mexican little girls some that are being human trafficked on a nightly basis by coyotes from Mexico into the United States. We got, we got to stop there because people don't know what coyote means. Yeah. And I remember when Trump referenced this and they all started laughing because mm-hmm. they don't know what a coyote is. Yeah. So you want to explain what a coyote is? Coyotes are basically used. They're the runners. They're, they're the it's pimps. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's the people. It's the people. The code name. The code name. Yeah. The people that are grabbing these little girls. And they go back and forth. Some of these little girls are raped up to sometimes like 45 times in one night. That's such okay? a mess. And so this is why it's such a sh- it's such a shame. It's a shame when AOC or these leftist politicians will jump up and say there there's a, a Trump th- there's there's no national emergency. There's no emergency. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? There are little Mexican little girls right now as I speak that are being raped across the border. That's a problem. And these leftists want to act like they care about minorities. When Donald Trump is the one that wants to do something about it at the border, 
it all adds up. And, la- and that's what 2016 was about. And for me personally, that's take, what won me take over. A look, take a look at this article. Let's take a look. Does Trump think there are actual coyotes coming over the border? Unbelievable. This Smuggler is coyotes. Oh no, no, this, this is a good. This article is good. Smuggler coyotes are a problem at the border, not dogs. The fact that Vox had to write an article explaining this because he w- Trump was being attacked. Because Trump said, "Here's a nation without borders is a nation not at all. Without borders, we have a reign of chaos, crime, cartels, and believe it or not, coyotes. Trump said of the Senate spending bill, he's refusing to sign due to it not meeting his demands on border security funding. And all of a sudden, Twitter erupted with these snooty elitists being like, <laughs> Trump is really concerned about coyotes, oh like barking gosh. and like coming. Oh, man. And so, you know, you know, I did one time. I was like, Google coyote and, you know, Trump. And I'm like, what's it? What is he talking about? Oh, the smugglers. That's right. They're making a mo- <laughs> they're making a mockery out of human trafficking they and rapists and rapists. I got into that's a, that, it. That's a, that's embarrassing. That's a shame. That should be condemned. And see, this is this is why a lot of Latino voters are being won over because the Latino community is all about family and loyalty. Dude. And when we see stuff like this. This really pisses us off because it shows that these people don't care about our people. I got into it with one of my Hispanic friends mm-hmm. because she's very caring. She's very maternal. She has a little girl. I was like, one thing that you need to know before you say orange man bad loud at me and tell me that you can never consider voting for him. You need to know what is coming over the border and yep. what is being done to these people. And these girls are your daughter's age. And I didn't I really didn't want to be emotional with her. But I was like you know what, this is something that you need to know before yeah. you say, oh, he's too orange for me. He's too bad. And, and he's do you too know racist. why? Do you know why Democrats? Do you know why the left? And I, I don't I don't want to make it left and right, but this is just where we are right, right now. The reason why they won't even talk about it is because Donald Trump already has. Think about that. They can't. Think about it. The reason why they won't address it is because Donald Trump already has. And I'm not up here to advocate for Trump or anything like that. I, I'm, I'm speaking for these little girls. They won't address it because of their stupid pride, because they hate Donald Trump so much. Yep. They won't come out and say, maybe we should work with him on this. Maybe we should address it too. But they can't because orange man bad and they hate Donald Trump so much that they can't stand up for little girls, 12 year old girls that are being raped at the border, sometimes 45 times in one night. Why won't they do it? Not even because of politics, but because of Donald Trump. He's already done it. So they can't be seen aligning with Trump. Exactly. Think about that, people. Think about that right now. Is that right? Yes or no? Let us know in the comments. And smash the like button. Sure. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. There you <laughs> go. Nailed it. Nailed it, man. Listen, listen. I love it. Woo. A broken clock is right twice a day. Mm-hmm. To the Democrats, Donald Trump is always wrong. Yeah. Something's not right there. That means they're, 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 they're spinning those dials. How is that possible? And I've had people ask, I, I've talked to people about this. I've, I've talked to some people who like announced they were, you know, told me they were going to switch for Trump. And I said, what was the moment you realized? And they, they told me essentially, how is it possible that literally everything he says is wrong? It makes no sense. Yeah. And so when all they would ever hear is he, he screwed up, he screwed up, he screwed up. Then people were saying, like, p- people would tell me, like, I decided I got, I, I got to check that because now it seems weird because he can't do one thing right. Mm-hmm. Now I'll tell you. I rag on Democrats all the time, and I think they always do things. They, they, they tend to screw up a whole lot. But I've given praise, and I try to make sure if they do something good, I'll, 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 I'll give it the respect it deserves. Mm-hmm. When Joe Biden condemned violence, he did it, he did it a while ago. Mm-hmm. I said thank you for, for calling these people out and saying they should be, uh, it was like a month or so ago, mm-hmm. be prosecuted. Thank yep. you. 
However, I still don't think you're fit for president. I think you're weak and your campaign has previously supported these people. When AOC and Warren challenged big tech, I said, awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. It's the right thing. They can't do that. I can say I don't like these people. I don't think they should be representing us, but I still can respect where they've done things that I think are appropriate. Mm -hmm. They won't do that for Trump. Trump can be like these human traffickers are bad and they'll go like, actually, we think they're God. They, they'll or they'll shut up. Yep. When and the, then they'll turn around and say, "We care about you, Mexicans. We care about you, Hispanics. We care about you, Black people." But when it comes down to it, their foolish pride because of a president that's already done it. Listen, it's not even so much that they hate Trump; it's because he's already can you, done it. Can you believe? So they can't side with him. And we're talking about human beings. Can we're you, not talking about cartons of milk. We're not talking about, you know, objects of, you know, things that are being done in politics. We're talking about people. We're talking about people. The right? most shocking thing to me is there has been not one Democrat with the decency to take a picture of themselves eating a taco bowl saying <laughs> that they love Hispanics. I'm kidding. Okay, it's a little bit of pandering. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, man. No, they, 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 they won't. And that's insane. And that shows me that they're not being serious. Yep. Because I've long said this, and I think a lot of people have agreed with me. If the Democrats offered up a moderate candidate who was willing to say yes to the things they thought were actually good ideas, like like if Trump says we need strong borders and security, and they had a moderate Democrat saying, well, Trump's right about that. We do need strong security and strong borders. Uh, imagine this. Imagine very early on in 2016, Hillary Clinton was a terrible candidate. Like that was the big mistake they made. Now they're in trouble. If Donald Trump came out in 2015 and was like, I'm going to build a big, beautiful wall, 30 feet concrete from sea to shining sea. Everyone's cheering. If they had a regular person being like, look, Trump makes a good point about needing to secure this. We do have problems. And I'm in agreement on border security. I'm not going to put together a 30 foot beautiful wall from sea to shining sea. I'll defer to him on that one. But I'll put up some new fencing in select areas. Mm -hmm. That That person probably would win. Yeah. But they didn't do that. They did Hillary. They did. They did war hawk Hillary, who was talking about how she didn't care if we end up going to war because of the no fly zone overseas, a whole bunch of stuff. And she was just horribly elitist and unlikable. And they lost. Mm-hmm. And instead of giving us an actual and then from that point on, their brains broke mm-hmm. and they could not ever produce a candidate who was willing to say, oh, I agree with Trump on these issues. One hundred percent. You know, we just need this, that and this. That's why I disagree. They couldn't do it. Yep. If they did, probably could have won. Instead, they get Joe Biden. I love it when he's like, I challenge Donald Trump to condemn violence. It's like, you know what? They, 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 because they can't <laughs> agree with Trump, they just deny reality. Yep. It's like tr- Trump needs to denounce the violence. But Trump's the old, he's been screaming about it for months. Yep. There's no there's there's no solution. With and, you know, people. these people claim they claim to care about people from different countries. They claim to care about Mexicans. Like I'm talking about real Mexicans, right? From Mexico. They, they, they claim to care about Latinos from different South American countries, but they don't. I don't think so. They don't. You, Absolutely you, you, not. You see, like, they don't. And you see what Joe Biden said when he was talking about the black community? Mm-hmm. When, when like for no reason he referenced, he, he, he alluded to them being a monolith, essentially. Mm-hmm. When he was like, unlike the Latino community, it's like, why did you even bring them up? Why would you say that? Yeah. They don't actually care. Because if they did, they would listen to the people who fled Cuba, mm-hmm. like the, the what was his name? Maximo Alvarez. Was it the RNC? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And then, that was, and then, you see that story? Yeah, it was gnarly. The owners of that little shop that Black Lives Matter was extorting. Oh, in Louisville. They care about The them. Cubans. You, you see that story in Louisville? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They escaped. Man, when I was watching that, that uh, RNC speech from Maximo, he, his, he, he, I think his family, he said they fled Spain mm-hmm. and then uh, 
Cuba. Mm-hmm. And it was like, man, th- it was that speech and Andorn's speech that were really emotionally like heavy. I'm, I'm watching all these Twitter pundits who hate Trump. Yeah. And they're all screeching at the top of their lungs, orange man bad, making fun of the speakers. You know what happened as soon as Ann Dorn began speaking? Mm. Their accounts went silent. Mm. It was as though a thousand voices had been silenced. Because they could not criticize a woman crying over the loss of, uh, first of all, it was a white woman who her, her, you know, the love of her life was a black man who was gunned down in these riots because these cities, they could not get a hold of the crime. What are they going to say about that? I'm glad that she was able to speak and explain, you know, express the pain she went through. People were crying. You know, uh, Frank Luntz, the pollster, said people around him were crying. And I'm like, oh, yeah, man. Well, remember the last State of the Union? What did Nancy Pelosi do? She tore up oh, the speech. She man. tore up the speech that included minorities, yep. wartime veterans, some people. She hates Trump so right? much. She tore oh, up the I can't speech. stand these she people. She tore up the speech of, you know, included wives that have lost husbands Mm -hmm. there are tons of minorities in that speech she stands up there in front of the world and she rips it and then they expect us to sit here and actually believe that they care about us and i just want to say this is you know the hispanic community the black community like you guys you guys are worth so much more than what these people are claiming you are you're worth more than a welfare check you're you're worth more than government assistance like you have god-given capabilities literally to just take on the world like you're you're more than what they're telling you that what you are they tell you you need to be on welfare they tell you you need to be on government assistance they tell you that you need uh you know to rely on them for everything but you are literally worth and capable of so much more so much more as a minority don't let these people continue to put you in a box to actually think that you need a crutch and you need assistance to live as a human being that's not progression that's going backwards that's telling human beings that you're not worth anything and that you need us in order to survive you have the ability to be so much more you see that viral video where the black woman is talking about how Trump won without the black vote, but he still keeps trying to. So he got black unemployment really low and he keeps Mm -hmm. talking about it, how he's really proud and he's Mm -hmm. trying to help people out. And she's saying he didn't do that. He didn't do that. He won without the black the black vote. Why is he still trying to, you know, help the community? And she's like, I like it. So she so I, I think I think Trump maybe because they aren't. Maybe because the other side has had decades to change things for these communities. And they have not. Chicago hasn't gotten any better. All these blue cities, it's gotten worse. Listen, for people listening right now, the black community had the first, the first black president of the United States. And where was he from? Chicago. Chicago. And has Chicago. Well, technically Hawaii, but. Right. But has Chicago gotten any better even after the advent of the first black president of the United States of America? No. Why? There's actually a lot of people in Chicago who, 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 who brought that up particularly in the black community. They were like, you know, Obama was here. What did he do? And I, I will be fair and say some of these cities have, have you know, deep-seated problems that are not so easy to fix. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, at a certain point, whether or not, with the de- like, look, Los Angeles has a Democrat supermajority. They can't solve their homeless crisis. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's almost like there's no political competition. So what happens is a Democrat runs, they either win by default, or they just say, yeah, 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 look, we'll give you all these things. There you go. Mm-hmm. And then they get elected and they just don't do anything. But yeah. no one cares. No one votes for anybody else. Mm-hmm. I think one of the problems is that 
Republicans don't try to gain a foothold in many of these areas. And because there's no competition, the Democrats do nothing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're a dull blade because it's the only thing you get. It is a monopoly. The Democrats in many of these cities is akin to a cable service provider that has no obligation to service you properly because what are you going to do about it? Yeah. I'll tell you this. You ever see the South Park episode where they go to the, uh, the, the cable company and the guy has the flaps on his nipples? Oh, yeah. And he's like, he's like, yeah, tell me about your problems. And he's like, yeah, and he's rubbing his nipples. It's Democrats. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. Democrats in these yeah, cities. exactly. Being like, oh, oh, oh you, you have a problem? Who are you going to vote for? Oh, that's too bad. You can't vote for anybody else. Yep. There you go. You know, and I, and I still like... I still have to, and I know I'm going to get a lot of a lot of crap for this, but I, I still have to speak to these communities because they're still voting that way. They 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 still vote for that. But and I'll they tell accept you, I'll, it. but I'll tell you what the problem is. In my opinion, Donald Trump has been trying really hard mm-hmm. to uh, to particularly to get the black vote. Yeah. But I think I believe he's actually trying to help the black community. Yes. And if you look at Kanye West and Candace Owens and many of these black conservatives, mm-hmm. why they support Trump, I hear them and I'm like, wow, I, I, I hear what you're saying. That's, mm-hmm. that's a, it's interesting. I respect your opinion. Congrat, you know, do your thing. I think it's going to take outreach. Donald Trump did it. Yeah. Donald Trump was like, vote for me. Let me work for you. Mm-hmm. But I was talking, we, we had a, a, a black conservative, Billy Prempe who's running in North Jersey for Congress. Mm-hmm. And he's basically saying how they don't, the, the GOP doesn't want to even bother with many of these, these deep blue cities because it's too expensive. Yep. So they focus elsewhere. You have to. At least you, try. you need At least political try. competition. At least try. It's, 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 it, it, yes. And, and even if trying is like, even if you can't win, mm-hmm. you are chipping away at this, at, you know, to, 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 to form that sculpture over time. You need to go around, do outreach. Look, in AOC's district, the Republican who was running against her when she first ran didn't even have a website. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm assuming that's you have to fact check, fact check me because that was years ago now. But like, not even really running. See, but 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 here's I think this is where the conversation Tim turns into more is do I love you? Because I just met you, bro. You're like, <laughs> right. it, listen though, if I love you, I'm gonna run into a burning building for you, even if I know I'm gonna die risking my life to save you. I'm not going to calculate. I'm not going to say, oh, well, you know, the odds of me making out of this uh, alive are either this, this, or this. I'm going to do everything I can in that moment to get in there and to save your life. And I think politicians don't have that heart for these communities. Definitely not. And I I think that's what a lot of people are starting to realize. And I think this is where the conversation turns into love for America, love for human beings. Because listen, the GOP needs to understand this. Who cares if you waste five uh, million dollars in a district? Who cares if you waste all that money on these communities? But if your answer to me is, it's just, it's just not worth it. It's not worth it. It's too much money. It's not going to work out. I don't think we can make that happen. That shows me that you're not willing to run into the burning building and save lives because you don't love these people. We're just statistics to you, even on the right. Yeah. I think that's why a lot of Republicans are retiring. Yeah. For the longest time, people just allow. And I do love you, Tim. Yes. And we have the cat who's, he's mad. He wakes up around 10 and he's so like, he's awake. yeah, because yeah, he's, he's like, the now. show's supposed to be over. Feed me. Yes. I think about, we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of new Republicans start running. Yeah. They're like energetic populist Republicans. And I think this is the shift we needed where people are finally waking up. You had Democrats and Republicans alike who did not care for their communities. They just knew they'd get reelected. And I think they liked it. They liked that there were areas that would always be red and areas that would always be blue because it meant their job was secure. Well, now it's being challenged. Yeah. 
And now they're starting to get angry. A bunch of Republicans are like, I'm retiring. Donald Trump actively trying to help people in politics. Mm-hmm. I think there's a, there's some light, there's a light at the, end, at the end of this tunnel here. Well, everything seems dark and we've got Antifa and all this chaos. It could just be that we're getting the toxins out, you know? You know, we're flushing those toxins out. Toilet's going to stink for a little bit, but I'll tell you what, you'll feel better in a week or two. A better way to put it is whenever I was little and I felt like I was going to throw up, my dad would always say, just go throw up and you will feel better. It's, there's, you're sitting here complaining that you're on the verge of throwing up for 10 minutes. Just go barf and it'll be over with. Mm-hmm. That's what we're seeing right now. We need to barf up all these incumbents and bring in real politicians that actually care about the communities. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm really impressed with people like Kimberly Klasik and Billy Prempe. Mm-hmm. They're, they're in areas that are blue, but they're like, we have to stand up for what you believe in. Yeah. Black conservatives. Mm-hmm. It's not about your race. It's about whether or not you care about your community. Yeah. And I think they're running in places where the politicians don't and they do. Yeah. Hopefully they went out, but. I have to say, the cat is uh, is adamant, and of course, as many of you know, he's the boss. He is, yes. So uh, when he yells, it's time to go. Do you want to do you want to shout out your channel and your socials again? Yeah, if you guys want to follow me on Twitter at uh, Lives Matter Show, YouTube Lives Matter, um, and Facebook Lives Matter, Instagram Lives Matter Official, and Parlor is the same. There right on. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Parlor at Timcast. And you can follow at Sour Patch Lids. That's Sour Patch L-Y-D-S on Twitter and Parlor. We'll be, we'll be back tomorrow night at 8 p.m. live. We don't have a guest tomorrow night, so we'll be, we'll be chilling, talking the news, me and Lydia. Yep. But we have Michael Malice on Friday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be funny. That'll be fun. It's going to be great. Michael's smart and funny. And, uh, of course, Bucko will be, will be hanging out, too. Here yeah, he is. if we go over, he'll be joining us. He'll be, he'll be joining be us. hard to top tonight. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing if we can hopefully, do it. Hopefully we don't get cut off again. But thanks for hanging out, everybody. And uh, you can also check out my other channels, youtube.com slash Timcast and youtube.com slash Timcast News. What are you doing? Can you He's move? He's drinking your water. I yeah. can't see the screen. I can't, I can't change. Bucko, I, what do you, get, get your little hand off my water. He's block. so I have, a, he's blocking the OBS. I can't, you can't, you can't fit your head in there, dude. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Ultimate distraction. Thanks Sorry, for guys. hanging out. No, it's great. He's part of the show. We'll see you all tomorrow and, uh, and thanks for hanging out. Bye guys.